Welcome to Fleeties, ladies and gentlemen. I am here with my friend, Sonic Gino. This is a somber, should we, we should have played taps at the beginning of this, Gino. This is a somber one. This is going to be the saddest Fleeties, I think, of all time. Uh, there's probably been sad ones before where I talked about, like, Willie dying. That was probably a sad one. Not really wrestling related. What's the saddest thing wrestling related that I've talked about on here? Probably the uh, first batch of releases that you and I have been able to discuss. Was that sad, that though? Sad. Some of them. Yeah, I thought. You're still... Lose their job. Like, it was a big 18 people being lost their jobs that we saw on television regularly. You're so... so I, I don't look at it as sad anymore. I'm, like, happy. Like, did you watch Ring of Honor? There was a lot of former WWE guys there that have gone on to do some pretty awesome things. It made me really realize, like... EC3 freed the narrative, okay? Like, I know that I've been watching Ring of Honor, so my, my, I'm, I'm in a weird place. But they, he freed the narrative. I, I saw Mike Bennett there. He freed that narrative. Like, it just seemed like you look at it as, yeah, it's sad that they lost their jobs. I'm like, no, their job is wrestler. They were just happened to, they were ha they happened to be contracted under WWE to wrestle there. So they weren't fired. They didn't lose their job. It was just, oh, you know what? Don't wrestle here anymore. Go wrestle somewhere else. So. I don't know. I don't look at it as a bad thing anymore, especially when we see the awesome stuff that some of these people do. Remember Deanna Parrazzo was released? Yeah, I remember when she was released and Chelsea Green. I remember that short time when she was in Derby too. Do you remember, and you, you remember Matt Cardona was released? Yeah, I remember when he was in that long time developmental time in Derby on the main roster was still a developmental to him, which is, again is a good way for him to see that. Yes. Every wrestler. So like, see, so for some people you look at it like, Oh, they, they got released. They lost their jobs. Matt Cardona. Like everybody should look at it as now I'm, now I'm ready. I learned how to look at the camera in WWE. So now that I can apply all that stuff on the Indies, I'm going to look a thousand times better than every other wrestler. So for those who don't know, uh, we're here on Valides. Go to super fun wrestling time. Watch the video of Hannibal killing a referee. I was there. And, you know, one thing I could say from going to an independent wrestling show for the first time in a, in a while, you do see some bad wrestling. Like, you do see some botch drop kicks. You see some awkward spots on the top rope. You don't realize how much the middle rope bends. Oh, my gosh. Every time anybody went to do the 10 punches, the middle ropes almost touched the bottom rope. They were so stretchy. And then they would drop the punches on them. It was so fun. We'd all go, one, two, three. And then the heels would always do something to not let us get to 10. And we'd all go, boo. We wanted to count to 10. So, like, it was interesting to go see that. But when you watch a guy like Carlito who was there, you watch Charlie Haas who was there. Uh, they, these guys, and even I'll even give Fatu some credit. These guys were wrestling on an entirely different level than everyone else on that card. Every, there were some guys who had great bodies. Like, I mean, like WWE looking people, like they could eventually get to WWE and they're just missing something because they haven't had that NXT, that uh, that New York style trained into them yet. So I'm, I'm excited for these wrestlers that get released. I think it's only going to be good things. I mean, it is going to be good things, but again, the one thing that worries me that suck about it is that they have 90 days or 30 days no compete, so they do have to wait to get back to what they love, so they just have to work out and get ready to get back in the ring. And again, you should use that time as your benefit. You're getting paid for 90 extra days. This is a good time for you to, if you're Matt Cardona, bulk up, which is what he did. If you're Brian Myers, to, uh, he didn't do much after during his time. But it, like there should be. in shape. It's hard like to stay in that perfect conditioning he was no, in. No, but he looks the same. I'm, just, I'm talking Matt Cardona has a, had a, I feel like he had a drastic change. EC3, yeah. the same kind of deal. EC3 looks great. 
And by the way, I watched Ring of Honor Final Battle, and we will talk about it. Yeah. Uh, why is why he just looks so much better than everyone there? Why is he not the main event? We'll get to it, but. Uh, I, I don't think any of it's sad. I think the saddest thing that's happened in wrestling this year, other than, you know, people dying or passing away, including Jimmy Rave, Gino. Yeah. I, that's a headline. Jimmy Rave died. He's, he was only 39. Do you know what happened? I remember again last year he did have COVID and he had to get his arm amputated. What? Got it. Yeah, he had his arm amputated. That's what got him to retire from the wrestling. It was a sad year last year. Like now that he passed, it was... I didn't know that. I didn't know he lost. I didn't know he lost an arm. That's insane. Was it his vaxxed arm? I don't remember which arm. If he did get vaxxed again last year, it was a weird year. Now, like him passing again, at least his memory's still there. And it was like Ring of Honor's last show. Rios like, says he did Cocoa last... Pebbles. Co- was it Cocoa Pebbles that did it? I don't believe that was what did it. But again, he did a lot for like Ring of Honor, but also just in the independent scene here in Georgia, he did a lot for. When he worked like NWA and Anarchy. Yeah, I mean, he, look, one of those guys. I I sent the tweet out. I loved Rock and Rave Connection. I thought it was a stupid name, but it was like a fun. We have Jimmy Rave. What are we gonna do with him? We have uh, what was his name at the time? We have Lance, Lance Hoyt. Hoyt and then they church to Rock. Yeah, we might as well make it Rock so we can call it the Rock and Rave Connection. We got Christy Hemi. This will work. And look, as far as a, a a heel tag team, why not? It was fun. I was okay with it. So, and then of course I've re-fallen in love with Jimmy Rave, uh, thanks to our good friend Mark E D one two three. You know, don't let him hear Mike Jimmy Rave. Like, uh, it's it's strange that somebody that has just gotten back into my life in a weird way is dead. I didn't even know he lost an arm. That's insane. So, this is a sad, sad, sad uh, event because Jimmy Rave dies, and then Ring of Honor has its what what is its final show at least of this era. You know they. The show ends with the graphic of them at least teasing that there's more to come. So I'm assuming that there is more. I don't think that Ring of Honor is all the way dead. After the, I think the show was pretty successful. It created a bit of a buzz. And if all they're going to do is come back and just have a couple house shows a, couple, you know, a few times a month, that's fine. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. Again, I think that'd be a perfect idea if that's what they do. Go on the road, have like their shows kind of like what they were doing at first. And kind of going back to that in April and then seeing where they go and the future from there. And hopefully it does continue because, again, this entire final battle, I thought was a great show. And what they did throughout it was really, really special, really nice. Were you annoyed by – so there were a few things that I didn't like. Now, obviously, I'm a wrestling fan. But some of the things I didn't like, uh, we got to see video packages from a few guys. You know, uh, CM Punk, Daniel Bryan. Hangman Adam Page, Adam Cole, Bebe, the Young Bucks. Uh, it, it was definitely a very, very, uh, very heavy on the uh, AEW talent, right? Now, I know that we have a WWE bubble and wrestling does not exist outside of the WWE bubble. I was kind of hoping we would see something from WWE. I don't know. And I know that I'm ridiculous for expecting that, but... At the end of the show, when they were saying, you know, right before the main event, they were talking about, we have another video package. I knew it was uh, Brian Danielson, but in my head, I thought, wait, we're not going to get to hear from Cesaro. We're not going to get to hear from Seth Rollins. We're not going to get to hear from Kevin Owens. It just kind of felt like a, it would have been a fun moment or something just unexpected and different to see the WWE acknowledge that, yes, a lot of their talent has come from Ring of Honor. I, I did you expect that that would happen at all, or am I, am I crazy? I was really hoping we'd have AJ 
But yeah, I had a feeling they wouldn't do it because they be yeah they have to be in the bubble. They can't let their people do something like this. So it had to be Brian because he was in the main event with Loki. Sure. And I kind of was hoping maybe Loki, but I was like maybe not since again, even though he has his beliefs that do make him kind of questionable for some people's opinions and make him kind of cancel in their eyes like Austin Aries. Well, even Nigel. So, I thought Nigel would be on there. It just Yeah, again, another WWE guy that I wish Yeah, like I know that WWE doesn't know that Ring of Honor exists other than CM Punk talking about it in the pipe bomb, but you know, they've done stuff with Evolve. They've done stuff with other wrestling companies. They did, you know, that whole... That they own. Well, even, uh, I was going to say AAA. They did that whole Royal Rumble with AAA and I know that was 20 years ago, but still it's like this is the last time. Like this isn't your competition because they're going away. So why why not just do? And they've used Ring of Honor clips before in some of their video packages. So there's definitely a relationship there. So why not at least? Hey, this is their final night. Let's go through and uh, let, let's let's give them a little bit, just a little something. Let's have all. Let, even if you have every Ring of Honor guy stand in one room and just kind of talk about, you know, hey, Ring of Honor, we want to congratulate you on on final battle. What an amazing twenty years. All of us wouldn't be here today without you. We want to thank you. And, you know, we know that this is the end of an era, but we hope we get to see something in the future. Like, even something like that. To that, even do – you can have Triple H say something even though he's never wrestled there just so it's like, <laughs> I was on a Ring of Honor show. Like, you could do any of that stuff, and I think it would have been a nice touch. But we didn't get that. I know that I'm stupid for thinking it would happen. But once I saw Hangman and I saw, you know, Deanna's on this show – Spoiler, by the way, spoiler alerts. This is the recap show. So we are talking spoilers for this whole thing. Uh, Ultimately, I do think this was a good show. Now, I'm very critical because there are some things that I think are ridiculous. But um, for for the most part, I think this was a pretty good show. Uh, And as far as the final... kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. A hydrate from Ricardio. I'm going to take a sip out of this green straw. So Gino, like, just uh, give me the broad strokes. Is this was this the best end off, the, the best send off they could have done? I do feel with the matches we had, and especially with the main event, which we will discuss when we go through this match by match, there was a really good way to send it off. And having the entire like video packages with everyone talking, especially like Brian's, was really good. Him talking about everything, especially him kind of mentioning about when his retina got detached and he was in the way out when he was going to retire for his first time, which thankfully he didn't. He was able to come back and be in the best condition after that. But again, it was a big moment seeing everyone back again, just saying these kind of goodbyes. And I think my favorite one they had was CD Daniels. Yeah, yeah, it was nice to have Christopher. I mean, all of those guys. Yeah, it's fun to see them all coming back and paying tribute to their to their original promotion in a lot of ways. So, uh, did you watch the pre-show? Did you watch hour one? I did watch hour one since it's free on YouTube as well. So I enjoyed hour one. The matches, they were good. And we got to see Dan Housen. Yeah. I didn't see hour one. I didn't watch it. I, I just realized like earlier today that, Oh, there was an hour one. Like I know they do that. I don't they call it hour zero normally. Like was it always called hour one? I think it's been called Hour 1 for a minute. I don't remember if they called it Hour 0 before. Okay. I think it's been Hour 1 recently. Yeah, either way. Like, I didn't watch that. Uh, I didn't realize that was going to be on it. There was The only thing I thought, because the, the Righteous uh, versus Shane Taylor promotions, that was supposed to be on the main card, I thought. So uh, when that match didn't happen, that's kind of what hinted me into, oh, there was other matches earlier in this night. Um, 
And also with Bandito testing positive for COVID, definitely hurt this uh, show because even as somebody who's not a Bandito fan, and I know that we have a Bandito fan in the chat, I know that we have one on this call. Uh, I, I wasn't, you know, I, I it still bums me out because it is, oh, the final champion didn't even beat the champion for the belt. So, uh, and of course, that's an unforeseen circumstance, but, uh, you know, again, we'll, we'll get there. But, um, and what was Jay Lethal going to do if it wasn't for Bandito? He wasn't even supposed to be on this card, right? Nope, he was not supposed to be in this match or on the card at all. He was supposed to still be with AEW. AEW did not know anything about like him being contract with ROH. So again, Tony was willing to be like, "Yeah, you can go there and do this match," which was nice of him. Oh, he's very he's a very sweet man. I mean, he's responsible for NWA and Power, and that nobody gives him the credit for that. You know, true. He paid for true. most of it. Mickey James is only just was kind of there, but he was the one really. Oh, it was all yeah. He, he even did uh, the Impact one too. Like he was all responsible for that. Like yes, Tony Cock is the one responsible for everything. Even and Evolution, like he was pitching to get Evolution two done for WWE, but instead they said no, we're not going to do Evolution two. You know what we'll do is we'll put. Uh, We'll have uh, a, the women in the main event of the first night of WrestleMania. And he goes, okay, cool. We can do that. So Tony put that together too, which I think is really cool. See, Tony's been in the rest of this for a while. He's done everything. He's helped a lot of women's wrestling today. Opening match was a banger, Gino. Why didn't you tell me? Yeah, I, sh- I thought I've always told you Dragon Me was good. Or are you talking about Ray Horace that you've not really known that much about Ray Horace? No, I know both of these guys. You just didn't tell me they were going to have a good match. Like, I heard that they were going to wrestle each other, and I thought, like, they always wrestle each other. But – because uh, weren't they part of a trio? Wasn't it these two and Bandito? Weren't they called something? I think they were in a group with Bandito. I forgot what their name was. Yeah, what their group was. I, I, it was Lost. LFI? No, that's, no, it's not. You always say that. That's Roosh. That's their other group. That's Roosh's group with Kenny King, okay? You always do that. So uh, LFI is its own thing. These guys were called something else. But um, this was a good match. I was, like, shocked. It was fast. It wasn't very long. Uh, but I thought it was a really good way to open the show. And they are part of LFI, by the way. At least Dragon Lee is. Maybe I was wrong. Maybe Roy Horace and Bandito had a different guy with them. Because um, Dragon Lee is definitely part of LFI. So The tire really did say, oh, LFI. So he's yeah, a- yeah, he represented LFI. So pretty good way to open the show. And then we got a – what did you think of this match? Was it just you – know, there wasn't really anything on the line. It was just sort of, hey, we're luchadors and we work here. It was just a really good opening match again. This is what it should be. Just a nice, fast-paced match. Get people ready after hour one. Yeah. It's amazing show. We especially for me where I, like, my the last Ring of Honor show that I watched, I really hated. I was like, oh, gosh. And also, can I call this out, Gino? One thing that really bothered me about this show and probably why Ring of Honor's dead, why were there so many empty seats? What happened? Did they not promote it? Did they go to a town that they don't do well in? Like, uh, like when I think Ring of Honor Final Battle – the wrestling world is talking about this. Ring of Honor's fans are those hardcore wrestling. Like, they'll go see uh, world-class pro wrestling in Irving, and they'll go watch Hannibal wrestle. Like, I think Ring of Honor, that was the same night. I went to a sold-out show in Irving. This show had so many empty seats. What what happened? I'm not entirely sure, man. I don't know if it was, like, COVID-related or just, like, the world and how it is, like, where they were. Like, and I don't know why there were empty seats, but it still – did not bother me too much because I thought the entire show was good. Because like, even like they had people in the first like five rows and I was like, okay, people are there. But this is a, how many seats is this thing? Because it was definitely empty. Like, I couldn't believe how many empty seats there were. And I, and I know it doesn't have a huge effect because the crowd still made a lot of noise. It still sounded pretty good. 
But Luxi says because the champ wasn't here. <laughs> it could be. Yeah, we didn't. They believe Bandito was the big draw for the people. The champion called in sick, so they didn't. They didn't have anybody there. So, yeah, I, I like just trying to get. Let me uh, arena info, accessible seating. I want to know how many seats you actually have in your building, because. <laughs> Gino, it was very noticeable for me. Every time they would show it a certain, was. every time they show a certain camera angle of just like that one, like to the left of the stage, like if you're in the ring to the left of the stage, they did not sell that area. I don't know if they thought they were going to have the hard cam on that side, but they didn't. So the hard cam was facing the stage. So whenever they would move a little bit to the side, you would just, oh my gosh, you would just see so much weird shit. So it would just be empty. I, I thought it was so bizarre because this is the final show of Ring of Honor. Like, can you imagine? Like, even ECW's final show was packed. G GCW's having packed shows. Everyone else, everyone else seems to be able to pack an arena. This arena wasn't very big, or maybe, maybe was it too big for them? I gotta find the Wikipedia page. I don't remember exactly how big the arena is. I don't know how much of it was empty. Like, and like there were like a, it was very noticeable. But also, like, again, it didn't detract from the show too much. I don't know. It makes me feel like I'm watching something. I know I'm watching something Bush League, but, like, really Bush League. Like, remember Ring Like, when you see guys like Hangman Page and, and CM Punk and Adam Cole, like, all these guys get to pop up on the screen. And you're like, this is a pretty big event we're putting on here. This is the last pay-per-view of this entire company, or at least where that's kind of what the rumor is. There's no attendance figures yet. But, uh, like, when those roll out, I'm going to be shocked. I'm surprised – and I know that I'm just, you know, I'm a wrestling nerd, and that's one thing that I would notice is, like, why are there no people there? Why is nobody cheering during the T-Bar Finn Balor match? Like, I am, I am like, that's just me no noticing these things. But um, the next match I thought was pretty good. Uh, Dalton Castle, who I really like. I know that that doesn't, I know that doesn't, you don't, a lot of people don't believe me when I say that. I actually do like Dalton Castle. I think he's hilarious. Uh, Rhett Titus, not the biggest fan of, but he's fine. He's a, he's a, he's a hell of a hand, right? He has decent matches, nothing too special about him. He's the epitome of like a ring of honor wrestler. Like he can just have a decent match every week. That's it. Um, Rhett Titus, who I've known for years. Uh, and then Joe Hendry, Joe Hendry was somebody that I remember seeing in defiance, like what culture pro wrestling bullshit. So it was kind of interesting to see him here. I kind of forgot he was involved with ring of honor. Um, this was a fun match, right? It was okay. What did you, what did you think of this one? This was for the TV title. And I did think that this was a really good match again. I liked the local hero, Joe Henry. He was really good in impact. Again, you weren't watching during that time. Was that, that green was rope? Was that green rope era? I still during green rope era. We had Grado and Joe Henry. They were tag team. It was oh. really entertaining. We got, he's really good. And again, the match I thought was really well worked and we got, Red Titus winning this television title, so we got one more member of the foundation with the championship. And I think Dax Draper was my uh, was the guy that wrestled Jonathan Gresham at that pay per view, where he was like the yep. really tall guy who who wrestled like he was Rey Mysterio, and he he was getting beat by a guy who actually was the same height as Rey Mysterio, and he was wrestling also like he was Rey Mysterio instead of I would be hitting big boots everywhere. It would be a big boot every ten seconds. I would be working like Kevin Nash against Jonathan Gresham. Meanwhile, we get this guy who's like trying to – he thinks he's Seth Rollins out there, and he's clearly not. So, Rhett Titus gets the big W here, the new Ring of Honor television champion. Was the, Like, for him, is this a big moment? Because I don't really remember much of his career. Wasn't he a tag champ with, like, Kenny King? He was a tag champion in the foundation, and they did hold the titles for quite some time. But, again, this was just a big moment for his, him as a singles guy to finally have a title to – 
be able to hold while being a member of the foundation. Yes. Now, the next match was Pure pure Rules, your favorite. Josh Woods, who, by the way, is wrestling on Dark uh, right now, didn't he? Yeah, he wrestled tonight. tonight. He Versus Sean Spears, which, by the way, I don't mean to be this person, you know. Doesn't that feel like a way bigger match than, hey, on Dark this Tuesday? It does feel like a match that should be on, like, Dynamite or Rampage, but I don't think they would put this because they would make Sean Spears look good and on television they don't want Sean Spears to look that dominant. But even are the, well, it's not going to be a squash match, is it? It might be at least more one-sided. Like Josh Woods might get some offense, but I need to watch oh, it. Okay. I didn't watch this dark side. I'll let you know. Okay. How the match. Yeah. Don't uh, don't send it to me during the whole effing show, but like you know, send it to me like on my lunch yes. break and I'll watch it. So, but even elevation isn't elevation the one they do before dynamite? Why not do it there? I have no idea why they didn't do it there. Actually, no, it's because they were that was taped that Poor Wednesday. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. Hydrate. It came in. I got to have a sip. Keep telling yeah. me about Josh Woods. So, again, I think it was, like, taped on Wednesday. So, again, Josh Woods would have just still been, like, in the area, like, ready for final battle. So, okay. yeah, he wouldn't have been able to, like, be – where were they last week? Weren't they in Long Island? So, yeah, I don't think they'd be going from Long Island to – Maryland, Final yeah, battle. Maryland. Those, I don't think they, yeah, maybe those could have. Those are insanely close together. Yeah, they could have driven there. But either maybe way, either way, yes, uh, they have a match. Brian Johnson, who uh, was very annoying, but it was pretty awesome. I was actually kind of impressed. I was like, "Where's this guy been?" And I couldn't tell if he was a baby face or a heel. Like I know he was cutting a heel promo, but it was very enjoyable. So I kind of thought this is a baby face, right? I don't watch this show, so when I'm watching this character, I'm thinking this guy's. This guy's pretty over, right? Like, I couldn't tell. So, Josh Woods then came out, and I go, oh, no, clearly this guy's the baby face. This guy's the, the one who's over, and this guy's going to win. Um, pure rules is kind of fun. I, you know, it's different. It's a change of pace. This wasn't as good as the Jonathan Gresham Dak Draper match that I hated, but this was fine. I thought it was entertaining. There were some big spots in it. They let him do some stuff. Um, what'd you think, Josh Woods? Perfect person. Did you think at any moment the other guy was going to win? I had this feeling that Josh Woods got to be able to be the yeah. pure champion. I did not think Josh Woods would lose. Yeah, this no. was, this was uh, kind of a mismatch. This was like Sheamus versus Zack Ryder for the WWE Championship. It's like I know that it was she- still a great match. Though. It worked well. It was perfect, and they worked this pure style really well. And I'm looking forward to what's John the Gresham's promotion. I keep forgetting what the hell the name is. Ring of like, Honor. It's, gonna be, it's not Ring of Honor. But it's that new promotion he's going to be in. Like, I'm looking forward to if they are going to have a new style like Pure Rules as, like, mainly their matches because I want more Pure Rules matches in the Ring of Honor. Is the Ring of Honor play-by-play announcer named uh, Nick Habani? Uh, it's uh, Rian Nick Habani or something like that. I believe it's Ian Rickabani. Yeah, Ian Rickabani. Caprice Coleman really hammered that into the ground, didn't he? Like, yes. Thank you so much, All Link Sign. I appreciate it. Now Zane KX is a subscriber. Zane KX. What? I think both of these guys have. Did I get that hydrate done? I think I did from Zane. I'll do another one. Mm. Nick Abani. Like just the whole night. Is, is, is that what Graves sounds like to you? Because I know you didn't watch Raw. Now, uh, I, I, like I, I loved as I signed off last night on, on Raw's fourth hour, and I'm still listening. You guys were trying to talk about Miz and Edge's segment, and you guys just completely glossed over. Uh, Miz pulled Maurice in front, and Edge almost speared her, and then Miz got mad, or Maurice got mad at Miz. Like, 
all of this stuff happened and you guys just moved on. And I thought, wait, wait, you guys didn't watch that. And I was shocked. Wasn't that important to But I thought you would have at least saw it. I mean, you watched Final Fantasy. I did see it. I would have wanted to talk about it because I honestly was going to tell him that it was obviously just slowly setting up for Edge and Bath versus Miz and Reese. It's going to happen. It's no, but then, you, but then you didn't even see the... Yes. You didn't even see the main event, right? You even admitted you I didn't watch it. I missed the main event because I was like, it's obvious. What's the main event match is going to be? Bobby Lashley's going to win. So I was like, why watch what you already know is going to happen? Man, you know, I, like you watch a lot of stuff. It's like, why watch Dark? But you watch it. Like, I wanted to watch Bobby. I think he's fun. You don't want to watch it with me? I watched two other matches with Bobby. In yeah, the show, I need more Bobby. Got to see Bobby's entrance twice. Yeah, three times, I feel. Because I, <laughs> I, I saw him come out at the beginning of the show, too. I was like, Jesus, this fucking thing. This song's getting annoying. Remember that song used to be over? You'd hear that yes. song, and you'd be like, oh, shit, here they come. And now it's, oh, my gosh, Bobby and fucking. I remember when I really liked the God of Thunder, and I thought he was cool in TNA. Now it's just like he is still the God of Thunder, but it's was he the book. god of thunder? I wasn't there for that nickname. Is that a Dan Lam- is that a I Dan Lambert? Like his nickname when he was a Dan Lambert, yeah, the American oh, okay. top team. I know, he, I know, he was walking Armageddon for a little bit. It's the walking Armageddon. Yeah, a walking Armageddon. I think that's a terrible name. The boss. But the boss. Yeah, he was only the boss for like six months. I wonder why. Yes. I, I hope he gets his own podcast like Jeff Jarrett, and we get to figure out why and we get he to hear talk about why he. Was why the was boss he only there? The MMA style. But why was he only there for like eight months? He did like a program with Steiner, and he was gone. Like he was and Joe. Yeah, why? How come he didn't stay around? He just was like, nah, I'm going to go do MMA. Fuck this fake shit. Yes, um, MMA versus TNA. So this match was all right. I thought Josh Woods was obviously going to win. There was, a, I honestly, nothing to complain about so far on this yep. show. I got to be honest. I was pleasantly surprised. Other than Caprice Coleman's commentary and Nick Abani's commentary, which is Rick fine. Abani. Yes. Rick Abani's good. Like, I'm looking forward to wherever he goes. He's going to Ring of Honor. It's not going anywhere. The new <laughs> He's era. He's going to stay Ring of Honor till he... New this era, dude. There's a new era coming, okay? Uh, now, my my main event, because for some reason, Kenny King is like the most forgotten wrestler in wrestling history. Like, True. He was in TNA. He was a pretty big part of TNA, the pretty boy Pitbull. The be- you know, everything. Uh, yeah, the, B- the BDC. Everything about him seemed like he was going to do really well. He left Ring of Honor high and dry the first time. Remember, wasn't he supposed to have like a tag title match? And he just, yep. he just bailed before the match because he was going to TNA. So... Like, I thought this guy's going to have an amazing career, former X Division championship. Like, he could be, and even in the chat, Luxie, Kenny King could have been in the main event. Like, that's where I look at Kenny King. So, for some reason, he was not the main event. He was against Shane Taylor. And I don't mean to be this guy, Gino. How much wider can Shane Taylor get? What is happening here? He did not look like that five years ago. He didn't look this way five years ago. But here's the thing. Even though, yes, he's a wide boy, he's a thick boy, he's like Jonah. They're both thick boy, thick boy dreams come true. He had an amazing, what should have been the main event, really. Shane Taylor, Candy King. It was okay. I mean, it was just, you know, it was the hardcore match in the middle of the show is kind of what it felt like. And yes, the, it was perfectly well done. Well, great match, great styles. Both Kenny King and Shane Taylor. I would say it was okay. I, I don't know if it was great. I think it was, you know, I like the story they were kind of trying to tell. It made sense that these two guys finally fight one-on-one in, at this event. Uh, the build, the build-up, you know, the promo package they played before, I was like, oh, okay, this is going to be great. And then the match kind of started. And I was like, all right, I mean, it's, it is what it is. So I guess I'm not a big Shane Taylor in-ring action fan. Am I the only person to ever say that out loud? You're probably one of the few you prefer. Like he, him on the mic is really good. So maybe like his mic skills are great. He just is not the best in ring in your. Oh, it's like an, it's like an Eddie Kingston. Maybe for you, yes. Yeah, but like, like I think Shane Taylor's really good in the ring. He's like, really good worker. He has good matches. 
Not bad work. What's his best match? Probably this match with Candy King. Really? This is the best one. All right. Well, then I saw him. The reason that I can remember. I need to like, look back and shame Taylor. I thought his six. Really well, didn't he have a. Answer. He had a pretty good six man at that 19th anniversary show, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He no, he didn't, Gino. I always, think, I always think tag teams are not considered singles. Like I consider him a singles guy. It's difficult to wow, find like the absolute best shape. Well, then you must have not liked the match of the night. So, uh, Roxy I, versus Willow Nightingale, ROH Women's Championship. Now, I knew neither one of these chicks before watching this match. Uh, I was thinking of fast forwarding this match. Uh, luckily for this match, I was like doing dishes or something. And I, my hands were wet, so I wasn't able to fast forward. And about four minutes in, I suddenly realized, holy shit, is this about to be a good match? Like, I was surprised that this was about to be a good match. I don't know who Roxy is, uh, but I fell in love with her, like, immediately. Uh, they both dress like they wrestle on the independents. I know that's, like, a weird thing to note, but having just watched, uh, you know, world-class pro wrestling in Dallas, uh, the night before I was watching these two women wrestle and like just their outfits. I was like, Oh, this seems very, very, you know, Southern junction, Irving, Texas match. But this was a pretty good match. You know, I thought that Nightingale was going to win several times. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white. Thank kids. you so much. All thanks sign for the on fire spell. This match was on fire. Gino. Uh, what are your thoughts? Did you know either one of these women before this? I knew Roxy winning the, tournament they had going on she had that big match at the last event i think it was what was it i forget the last rh event uh, a, i saw her last match of that tournament it was really good roxy really proved that she's this really talented woman's wrestler and again in this match with willow nightingale i was surprised that they kept the title on roxy because i was like this is a big moment for her. and then the moment that happened after it's perfect and i'm really excited for it what's gonna happen she won the belt at Death Before Dishonor. That was the at big Death one. That, that was at Philadelphia, yeah. So they crowned her a champion, then they announced the company was going away, which is kind of sad. Like, because they like after watching this match, I thought, geez, like this is actually, and again, so far this show is pretty freaking good. All right, no, there's nothing really to complain about other than the commentary, but you can get over that, you know. Uh, and the Shane Taylor match was fine. It wasn't. Four kids know, are just as bright and just We got another hydrate spell, but this women's match was good. And then, yes, as you teased, Tiana Parazzo, the virtuosa, shows up at the very end of this match, like or after the match, to let uh, Roxy know that you know anytime, any place, they need to have a fucking match because the Reyes Arena champion is ready to take uh, the the Ring of Honor Women's Championship from Roxy. So we're we're. Yes. And I thought this would be a theme, but then I realized that the television champion did not have a moment like this where the champion would win the match, like whoever the champion is now, someone would come out and challenge them, and that would set up something on the indies, whether that's an impact, whether that's in GCW, whether that's an AEW. I kind of thought that would be a theme throughout the night, uh, but it wasn't. Let me take this sip of water. But, uh, yeah, what would you think, Gino, seeing Deanna uh, after this match? Again, I thought it was a really great moment with Deanna and her actually saying, teasing that when she beats Mickey James, that she's going to face Roxy for winner take all title match between these two in the future. I'm really excited. I'm looking forward to Hard to Kill, where hopefully we'll see Deanna winning that title and then having Roxy and Deanna face to face at Hard to Kill. Yeah, well, even, yeah, I, I can't, Hard to Kill, how far away is that? I feel like it, I'm ready now, Gino. I don't like to be patient, yes. okay? I know that I, I'm going to sound like such a mark 
Are you a mark if you watch Ring of Honor? Reposk says Mickey beat that ass, James. She beat that ass. She's losing. She's losing it hard to kill. Sorry, Risa. She's a great wrestler, though. What do you? What she do you, is really good. Mickey overall, is. what do you think about Mickey James? One of the best ever, or what? She's up there. She's one of the best, like top ten. All right, I'm gonna say top five. But either way, Gino, uh, the next match is where I, I kind of got lost a little bit. Now. I know that this is an eight-man tag. I know we need to get as many dudes on the show as we as we can. This is the last time. Uh, we got to see Taylor Rust. That's fun, right? He was in NXT. Uh, he freed his narrative. Was Eli Isom ever in NXT? I don't remember if he was, actually. Yeah. He might have been for like a very short time. Yeah, cause, uh, and then, of course, we got to see Tracy Williams, who I only know from that 19th anniversary show. And EC3, Ethan Carter the third, Derek Bateman, he was in this eight-man throwaway match. Now, as a when Bandito gets COVID, why is EC3 not the obvious get in the main event, kid? Like this is your time. Is he is he a piece of shit? What's happening? Why does nobody like him? They wanted to make a story still happen for this main event. Having the original world championship be on the line, having it be Jay Lethal. First job aggression made sense because the foundation kind of the old guard who is like the leader of the foundation facing the guy who they've been building to be this big world champion. And after he lost his pure title, now being in the world top picture was a big moment. So it still made sense why they had lethal be the guy. I don't know. I was a little bummed out by, by that. I just thought it was such an easy like it just seemed like EC. You're just a huge EC3 guy. I, I, I guess, and I I hate EC3, which is why this is so funny. Like I I don't like him that much, but when I look at he, at Ring of Honor, this company that's dead, uh, or at least you know uh, temporarily dead, I just look at it like, why did they get this WWE guy? This WWE guy picked. And hold on, let me pull a quote from Miro. God made Miro, not not Vince McMahon. So like EC3 is this guy who's yoked. He's good in the ring, good enough at least. Uh, his pr- the promo he cut out to this match made me laugh, and I don't think he meant for that to happen. Um, but uh, EC three, like it just, I feel like there's some name value there. Whether it's WWE name value or or TNA Green Row uh, name value, there's still name value there that I think that he brings to this table. And I know Jonathan Gresham was the obvious for them. Oh well, he's going to be the final champion because he kind of represents what Ring of Honor was always about. Whether it's not necessarily I'm a good talker or I'm a good character. I'm just a really good in-ring wrestler. Like, that's that's what they were going for. Uh, but EC3, to me, is just such an obvious, like, how when did Bandito get, it was already, the TV tapings had already happened, right? Like, there was no way they could have filmed anything to change it. Yep. It already happened for you, Bandito. But it's not gonna be able to make it. Oh man, I'm turning EC3 heel so fucking fast and getting him in that main event against Gresham. But yeah, I guess if there was no way for that, because they, they they announced the, the main event on the pre-show, like that was when they said Jay Lethal was getting the shot, was on the pre-show. Okay, yeah, so I get it. I, like I understand. It's just it's kind of a bum out for me at least because Jay Lethal versus Jonathan Gresham, I guess to some people is like awesome, but the main event is like the main event was not the main event. We know what the main event was. Um, so it ta- was worthwhile. But yes, this big eight man tag is what we should discuss with Brody King, homicide, Rocky Romero, and our boy that we both love to hate Tony. Depp. Okay, good. I was glad you added the love to hate. Cause I don't even love to hate him. I just hate him. Like I just, it's not even that I hate him. He's just such a nothing of vanilla wrestler 
where and not even that he's white, you know. I just mean he's very plain. Like I would even say Jonathan Gresham is a little vanilla. So this was, you know, it was a fun, hey, we got everybody on the show. Brody King, has he ever been in WWE? Has, has, why has there not been a sniff on that guy? I don't know why WWE has not really tried to, like, sign Brody King or him ever really getting up there. Because, like, he does have that look and he and he works well. He's really good. And, again, the same man tag was just really a showcase of Brody King. And just homicide showing that he could still wrestle and still is, like, this big legend in Ring of Honor. Did you not think he could still wrestle? I knew he could. Oh, like, okay. and it was just nice for people that maybe forgot like that he's old and they might feel like, oh, he's just from the Bronx. He's not really still working well. But like, nah, nobody people, because we that. don't watch Ring of Honor that much. So again, final battle was people still seeing that homicide is still good. Yeah, but the people that watch Ring of Honor, you, you yes. me, uh, Rizzo, Luxie, uh, we all knew he was still good. We all we all know homicide doesn't age. He's always been this old. So no, I don't think it was that. I think. I knew that Homicide's a good work. I knew Rocky's been killing it lately. I, I know that I, I hate to be this guy, but I actually have been really into Rocky Romero lately. Uh, Tony Deppin sucks. But Brody King, he did that like pile driver powerbomb move, dude. And I thought, why is this guy not a bigger deal in wrestling? This was a great match for him. Great move. He really, him, Eli Issam, and EC3 stood out to me in this match. As like, wow, these guys are really, and Homicide obviously can still go, but you know. He's so old, you know, like you said, he can't work anymore. So these three guys had a great like showing. So uh, it was it was fun. It was, I thought it was a fine match. Um, but dude, after the match, yeah. something you've been talking about for years, you've been saying, "Oh my gosh, can you imagine if Braun got to free that narrative?" And <laughs> and then uh, so this promo by EC3, by the way, let me just read it because uh, I love the the writer. I actually wrote it down. No, no, no. I love yeah, oh, wrest- yeah, wrestling Inc. Wrote it, wrote it down. So I'm going to love reading this because the amount of times they write the, the letters EC3 is hilarious. EC3 says. EC3 grabs the microphone after the match as Eli Issam lay, lays waste in the ring. EC3 says, today we pay homage to the past. EC3 wants Eli to stand. EC3 helps him up. He says that they stand in a ring of honor. <laughs> and like. It's a ring of honor. They have honor in this ring. As soon as he said that, I started laughing. I was like, this guy is like hilarious. He's but, the best. And I, I like and this is why Bruce says he didn't work out in WWE or TNA, is that people don't think he takes it seriously. And after he this, does, he takes it too serious. That's no, the thing you don't understand. This, he was about to laugh and let's just watch it. He was gonna laugh during this <laughs> promo because I was about to laugh during this promo. It made me like this whole thing of him trying to we stand. In a ring of honor, like it really was. Like, like, did some did Vince write this for him? Like, how did like how did this become the promo this guy cuts? This is the final night of Ring of Honor where we've had CM Punk cut promos, Kevin Steen cut some awesome promos. Now we've evolved to EC3 cut this promo, and he can't help but make me want to laugh my ass off. Yeah, EC3 is great. I, I can't say anything bad about this promo. It's perfect. He did what it was supposed to do. He focused on the narrative that he was trying to present to us, especially what happens at the end of this promo is perfect. Well, uh, it's perfect, you say. All right, let's yes, see. Yes, it was perfect debut. All right. I, I feel like a lot of people always try and tell me things are perfect or it's the way they should be. This is. And then uh, this is what I get to watch. So here, actually, let's let's close that. Let's actually bring up the fire up your peacock screen. I think that'll be perfect for this. 
Um, we actually want to pull up this promo. Hell yeah! Yeah, we we gotta, we, we, we gotta watch this shit. It's absolutely hilarious. It, I had a great time watching this. I get so yeah. Like if it's supposed to be a serious promo, then uh, he takes it too far. That's like he, he no. takes it too much. So you think it's comedic, but that's he takes it. That's not good though. You know, propaganda. That, that's proof that it's bad. If he's trying to be serious, if he takes it so seriously that it makes me laugh, that's not good. Like he should want to come off as a badass, not as a joke. And this whole thing is so funny. So hold on. All right. I got it up. Here we go. Let's move over here. EC3 is on his knees. Also, my favorite pose that EC3 does is when he's on his knees and then he has like one arm up and he stands up. It's very predetermined, pre-thought out. Well, Hunter told me I need to work on my entrance. So uh, that's what I did. Reosk says Ethan Cater the fucking third. Yeah, dude. Ethan Cater the fucking third, dude. This guy rules. Remember he's Dixie's? Remember his sweet aunt T? Rocky, Rocky, that'd be me. Today we pay homage to the past. Podcasters, he's still on his knees during this part. Okay, he's on his knees. He's uh, he's he's pointing at Eli Isom, who just took one of the awesome, the most awesome finishing moves I've ever seen in my life. What's he call it? What is it called? I don't remember what it's called for. His finish. I need to check that. It's awesome. I loved it. It was. Eli. Stand. Stand. Eli Drake. And like, this is just the most EC3 thing ever. Like, we're having this really awkward. They were on the same tag team. Eli lost the match for the team. We stand in a ring of honor and they're still just holding hands like they're they're doing a handshake but they're just and holding I hands never stood in a lie bigger than this because there is no honor in what we do <laughs> there is no honor in what Excuse we me? do what we do it for them corporate wrestling three letter brands old money new money it is all the same because eli has been like you it's men like a Brian Johnson. It's men like a Dak Draper. It's men of women across this planet who sacrifice, who give everything. Blood in the mud. TWFSS tell M Ethan. Yeah, it's all about corporate wrestling. Now, look, he's going for it. And I agree. Some parts of this, he, he's got me. And look, honestly, he's got me anyway, okay? Even though I'm laughing, I'm, I'm like, out of all the wrestling we've seen tonight, this has been the most interesting part of the show for me. Where it's like, okay, cool. Finally, like, you always talk about how EC3 is a great, his character work is great. This was, he just got done being in a fake eight-man tag match with no relevancy. Now we get to see some character work, right? Again, he does a really good job here building up for this. Again, he's doing what he's supposed to do. Talk about all these three-letter brands and how he knows that, yes, he's been fired from these companies. He is finally free and wanting to help these people like, Eli. But he's only been fired by one of the three-letter names. What are you talking about? Two. TNA was three-letter company. It was Impact at the time, wasn't it? No, he also was fired from TNA. Oh, gosh. Can you believe that? He's been fired from all of them. But even that's a four-letter company, technically. It's total nonstop action wrestling. People just called it TNA because they're stupid. But even so, here he is. He's in Ring of Honor. That's kind of corporate. That's owned by Sinclair. Where's he going to go next? AEW, that's owned by Tony Khan and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Where's he going to go next? Like, everywhere he goes. GCW, is that what he's trying to tell you? You love GCW. He could go to that three-letter brand, or he could go to Impact. And we've got to see where this leads, especially with the end of this promo. What is it? Sets up. All right, let's see. This 
and they get nothing. That's that's Dak Draper, right? That guy sucks. He's good. He's good? No, he, this is the guy that wrestles like he's Rey Mysterio, but he's not. He's way taller. He should be wrestling like he's Scott Hall. He kind of looks like Scott Hall with the blurry camera right here. Like, why Why didn't he – why does he work like a small guy? Do we need to train him? Train him up? Yeah, and I don't know if you need to train him because he just wrestles a style he does and he chooses to and he's really good. That's like he has a different style that you think his look would do. That's yeah, but, like he just works different. So when he's losing to a 5'4 guy, shouldn't you change your – like realistically, if this was a sport and you're wrestling your style, the same style as a 5'4 guy who beats you, shouldn't you then go, okay, if the 5'4 guy is better at my style than I am, maybe I should try a different style that he would not be as good at. And that may be what he's doing. And that was just your first time seeing you not seeing him wrestle that much. So like he That's still true. works a different style. Maybe you not, don't know if yeah. he's learned from that to change his stuff. Maybe. So hey, hey, fair point. I've only watched that one match and it was terrible. Where are our leaders? Where are our leaders? <laughs> our leaders have failed us. Our leaders keep their office jobs. Our locker room leaders, they tuck tail run at the first sign of trouble. Hiding behind guaranteed money and the legacy they've already built. So who's he talking about here? Is he talking about somebody in WWE like a Seth Rollins, like these Kevin AJ. Owens? Like an a what do you mean like AJ? Him being again, he was a locker room leader, a person who has left this company being just to get guaranteed money. So people who left to go to WWE. He was so making AJ Steve. I would argue AJ was making more money before he got to WWE. Remember he tweeted like he was getting 10K to go to some indie show? Like he was making yeah. a lot of money. So like and now he just what's guaranteed by says maybe there were issues he had where he's like, I'm not getting this guaranteed by like he would WWE. But I, I also know. this is the second time you've done this tonight. Why are you always exposing AJ? Like for you for you, I guess, AJ Styles is your ring of honor guy. Yes, he was. Him and Brian Dalson are the two Those guys. Those are your and two Joe, guys. And Joe Dayoson and AJ. Okay. Really? Well, where's Joe at? Why aren't you mad at Joe? That also could be what he's meaning as Joe. <laughs> NXT, baby. He's still there with guaranteed. Because he got fired by him. WWE and he even went back. So, yeah, there's other guys yes. that, that definitely uh, that keep those guaranteed money. I just well, – it's funny when you said that. The last name that would have came out of my mouth was definitely AJ. Because I look at guys like Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, guys that have some swing right now, Sami Zayn. Like, I, when Edge came out on Raw, even though you didn't watch it, I thought Edge, he seems like a guy, if they write him a promo, he says, yeah, okay, buddy. And he just goes out there and does what he wants. Like, he gets the, the broad strokes, and then he just talks. And there's guys that can do that. And I think Sami Zayn would be able to get away with some shit. I think Kevin Owens. I think guys that don't give a shit would be able to just do some shit and actually make wrestling exciting or fun. So when you look at a guy like Seth Rollins where all of his buddies are getting fired and he's arguing with people on uh, – he's arguing with – Will Ospreay on Twitter about money. Like, to me, that's the epitome of, oh, you're just, you came from here. Now you're just the corporate shill. He's the new Triple H in a lot of these minds, I feel. Because even AJ Styles was in Ring of Honor, like early Ring of Honor. Like, you know, he, and he, I look at him as more of a TNA guy anyway, even though he did spend, you know, a little less time in Ring of Honor. He was working simultaneously. But, I, I look at uh, Colby Lopez and a lot of Claudio Cagstagnoli, and those people are Ring of Honor people. Again, with me, when I do think of Big Tony, Claudio, I think more of Chikara, but I could see him also like the Ring of Honor because, again, Kings of Wrestling were great, 
But again, that's Bailey because who's Chris Big Tony? What do you? What is that? Is that Claudio? Did you? Did you? Yeah, say- that's Tony. Tony's his real name, so Big Tony, and he was his or Sheamus still calls him Big Tony. Big what's it, what's his name? Well, his his WWE name was Antonio, so it's, that worked. Yes, too. Antonio Big Tony. What was his name in Chikara then? That you just threw me off. He was still Claudio Castagnoli. Okay, but you called him Big yes. Tony. Yes, because like that's what he calls himself is Big Tony. You okay. watch up, up, down, down. He calls up Tony from time to time. Everyone's name is wrong on that. Chugs. <laughs> like everybody has names that they don't go by anywhere else. I feel Prince like. Pretty or Mad on the Couch. Sweets. Yeah, there's tons of things I don't understand. I just peep in and out of there. I I, I watched them play Uno three times, and I watched a lot of Prince Pretty versus uh, uh, Austin Austin Creed yes. doing Man their on the couch and Austin Creed playing Smackdown Strokes. I don't remember the Man on the Couch thing. I don't remember that. Was that a reference that came up? They changed like later on from Prince Pete. I think Man on the Couch or something like that is his new name. I stopped watching. Yeah, I stopped watching when they did season two and like they tried to. We're gonna have our creator wrestlers in the game and. It had the real guys talking. Yeah, which was, were fine. It was funny. It was, it was funny, but it just didn't. The game, the game didn't work. Like they were like, yes. you know, it's it's easy as a fan who played the game to watch them play, to watch them play that game and go, oh, Triple H, Randy Orton, you know these people already. So when suddenly Jimmy Uso's an overall like ninety one and his popularity's at an eighty nine and he's the world champion, the Bivens, the greatest, and it's big man. yeah, and, it, and it's and it's fun and it's silly, but it also like the gameplay wasn't working and it was kind of harder to follow along. It's easier to follow along when you have you stick with built in, yeah, just, it was just just the way it was. Yeah. We are our leaders. What about Undertaker? Is that who he's talking to? Maybe it's Undertaker. Yeah, he was in the Oh, so here's the Mecca. Here's the guy. This guy's pretty annoying. But again, this is another moment where, where EC3 is a heel now. Like, just took one cup of coffee to turn him into a heel. right? Or is he a heel? Because you and Rizzo are loving this guy right now. Again, I think EC3 is never a heel. That's like he's finally free to express and explain the character, explain the narrative, and better everyone for them to finally free themselves. Do you think Roman Reigns is a heel then? Because it's kind of the same thing. I feel. I feel like that's when Roman's talking. That's just his narrative. Like I, I love a Roman promo because it is, like someone could pour their heart out in front of Roman, and he could. It just seems like he would say, "That's a great story, but that's not what this is about." Like. He's just he he gets it. He's free. It's his own thing. So even though EC three is coming out here, because he is running down Ring of Honor, right? Corporate three letters, uh, like all of this goes into what he's saying. He's the heel now. Again, he is a heel to that perspective. You do go with the whole idea of babyface and heels. That's all we still have. Even though in wrestling now today we have shades of gray, we have characters that do blur that line and change it to be their own ways with their characters like EC3's do. But I think ultimately when you get the match in the ring, the only formula that works is face baby. Now you can play both sides in one match. I I agree with that. I watched Triple H Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. They worked that match not knowing who was like, they knew Roman was supposed to be put over as a baby face, but there were moments in that match where Roman was like digging it. He was like, I'm a heel now. Fuck you guys. Rock Hogan's a great example of a match starting with the rock as a baby face. And then it ends with the rock as a heel. So uh, you can do that in a match. But I think, yeah, as far as cutting a promo, sure, certain guys are going to say things that get a little heat sometimes. I mean, CM Punk just cut that promo in Long Island, you know, where it's like, I'm a baby face, but watch this. But EC3 in this promo on this night in this ring in front of this Ring of Honor crowd on the final night of the company, 
This is healed. Riosk says EC3 been taking TWFS notes as you can tell EC3 wants to be like taking seriously A for effort. Oh, look at Rizzo. He's being one. Uh, EC3 is winning him over. <laughs> I don't know. He just makes me laugh. He's the best. This is a call of arms. Here it is. For you, for you, for you, for anybody listening in any company, we can take back this industry. We can take it back block by block and rebuild it in our own image. Because I offer you, I offer you a choice. What's the choice, Gino? Control your narrative. What? What? Become who you are supposed to be. Live fully. Self-actualization. Self-realization. You are supposed to be you alone. Because our leaders may have held us. So, Gino, uh, this, so all the... By the way, he's talking to you, you know, self-actualization. You could get out of that basement, you know. You could become EC3. You could do it today. Yes, and everyone could. That's and we all can become better and become who we really are or want to become. Let's be do free. it. Let's be EC3. What are you doing after this? You want to go to the gym? I might be going to sleep. Oh, good idea. Okay, let's go to sleep. Let's get like four solid hours, and then let's hit the gym. I'm with you on that because I, I haven't worked out since like Friday. So I'm ready, Gino. You ready for your Friday your Friday workout come early this week? We can be EC3. I can do it. You can do it too. Yeah. Why are you resistant to becoming EC3? Whenever we talk about real life, you start to go like, oh, never mind. It's not like me just like why just move on from it. Like, yeah, it's just it's important and I will be working towards it. I just need to again work on myself and get myself out of my own head like you got to get out of that head did you hear ec3 he just gave us yes. all, and maybe that's why honestly one of the reasons like i'm out of shape right now i'm fat right now i'm calling it now i'm very fat uh one of the things that used to help me out was honestly scott steiner i'd be watching wrestling like i gotta go to the gym now like i just can't do this shit and uh that this is going to get us back to the gym gino what's our goal what do we need to do by in two months where do we need to be at months so again like realistically about 50 pounds lighter five zero i think five zero would be easy to do it 20 easy in months. that's a lot of weight that's I, like that's and that's a, a lot of it's water weight i'm with you on that but i'm just saying i'm even thinking 20 pounds you're over here going 50 so uh you're more ambitious than me but hey look the clock is on we're starting uh we're starting tonight gino i'm doing curls as we talk now this gonna be this whole thing's gonna be a workout show. So what do you guys uh think about Roman Reigns? Huh? Pretty fun stuff. So yes, you know, self-actualization. We can control our narrative. I love EC3 now. I think and look, maybe I have subconsciously been his biggest fan. Uh, because I want more from him. I watched NXT when he was Derek Bateman and he sucked. I watched TNA when I hated him because I thought, why did he get cut from WWE and now he's a main eventer here in this other company? I watched when Josh Matthews tried to tell me, the ass-kicking machine! Like, I thought that was awful. And then I watched him go to NXT, and I was very excited to see him there. And then he told me, you see this logo? 
this logo behind me. And I thought, oh, this guy's hilarious. Hey, he's not going to work out here. They don't like that. And then he gets called up to the main roster. And Moxley buries him on night one. And then he's chasing, uh, who is he chasing? R-Truth backstage every single week. And I'm like, okay. this. And then he goes to Ring of Honor. And I'm thinking, that's a weird choice for him. But that's perfect. He could be a main eventer in Ring of Honor. And he's not been a main eventer. He's been a mid-carder. I mean, he's had what? He was in that fatal four-way for the title. So he hasn't not had a title shot. But this is somebody that I thought going to Ring of Honor is perfect for him. He could have saved the, He could have resurrected this company. Am I wrong? Could have done, and he is doing a lot for himself, and thus also helping people in Ring of Honor, the people sure. that he could see want to take his advice and actually listen to him, because he has talked about on the uh, Free Your Narrative, Control Your Narrative podcast. The podcast, because I have yeah. list that where he's just discussing with the narrator, JC, about like the people when he does give them advice. Some people do just it goes in one ear out the other, and they just don't even care what his advice is. But he knows when people actually do listen he can see and tell when they actually do pay attention what's that podcast care. what's that podcast like is it a lot it's of all, is it a lot of motivational speaking he it mainly first starts with ec3 the essential character and the narrator talking about like what's been going on like in explaining themselves just not in cutting the bullshit in their lives and then they have a discussion with the narrator and someone else which this last one was with zane who is one of the he calls himself the producer of Ring of Honor because he has a lot of hats and he does a lot of stuff in Ring of Honor. And he was one of the few people who actually understood what they were trying to do with the whole EC3 character and the whole propaganda they were showing him. Right. To keep on with this character. So again, because Impact, when they showed Impact, they were focusing it more on the wrestling lens and like trying to put like his character as a wrestler when EC3's whole idea and what he's doing with his propaganda is more than just a wrestler. But isn't it strange that that's I feel like this promo, this little segment here is what you're saying like finally. Like it's finally coming true. Like I know that he has I know the purpose of his character cuz remember you know now I know the only other Ring of Honor I've watched in the past 5 years is you know uh prove to me honor is real. And him, that whole storyline was him like kind of being a little puppy dog trying to get Jay Briscoe to like him. And that would, that doesn't feel like this character at all. Like this character feels like what you're saying. Like let's start a revolution. Let's bring back our own version of wrestling. We can control our narrative. Now I would like to add Wesley Blake is uh, at the top of the ramp now. Who is the other guy? That is Fodder. That's another person from Free Your Narrative. Oh, okay. So he's not a released WWE guy. No, I don't believe so. Okay. Like Fodder and Westland Blake. Yes, I saw Westland Blake, and I thought, okay, I know who that is. And then I saw the other guy, and I was staring at him. Like, who's who's that? Is that Grand Metalik without his mask? Like, I could not figure out who the other guy was. Now there's a, another person is about to join them. Who? But we are the leaders we've been waiting for. <gasps> who is that? Who are they? Back of Eli. I know what it feels like. I've suffered the public humiliation of being fired. I've lost my He wasn't fired, he was released. But I assure you, as God is my witness, if you stand here with me... Was he fired from TNA? I don't remember that. Feaster fired. Was that? He was fired. He had a Feaster fired briefcase. He got fired. Oh, is that like a, a shoot? 
yes, there was a whole moose in him where the last two he thought he was going to be the world champion, and then he got the fire briefcase, so he was fired from DNA. Yeah, but that's that's a that's a work, isn't it? That is being fired stuff. And <laughs> being released is also being fired. But it's so not... two times he's been fired, three times with David, twice with David, and then TNA fired. I don't know if this release is like a firing though, because they still give you ninety days. It's not like you're disgraced. You're still fired. You're not disgraced though, and the feaster fired is so fake. I like that you were like, "You've been no, fired." It's real. He's, he's been fired. No, it's you always been. For me <laughs> I can give you your freedom. How can he do that? I, I think one of those guys was the Blake. I can't quite make out. But to control your narrative. You have to fight. Is he offering him a job? What is? Yeah, what is he doing? You know, I don't know what's happening. I know he's running the control narrative. Free the Titan. What? We all know what that means. Free the, the, tit the Titan. What? Adam Schur! That's gotta be Adam Schur! That's gotta be Adam Schur! Who the hell else would be? This man is gigantic! Now how come they called him Adam Schur? I thought we were gonna run with the Titan. Is that just gonna be his nickname? Like, the Titan, Adam Schur. Yes, there's the Titan, there's Fodder right now is the other guy next to him. That's his name in the narrative is Fodder because he was the first guy in the narrative that EC3 beat up in propaganda to present what the narrative is. No, but I'm asking, like, what is is his is Adam Schur's name going to be Adam Schur? Is it going to be like, uh, like you know, uh, the marvelous Mark Miro? Like, is it one of those like the Titan? Again, I do feel like it will just be like a nickname, or that could be what he'll go with. Since again, it's interesting if we do keep on with the narrative aspect to have that be what he is. So the Titan is what he is in the narrative. But again, his real name is Adam Schur. Yeah, we, and we and I don't know if I noticed this at the time, but we got to control your narrative guy right here in the ring recording sh some shit. What the hell? What? I'm not finished with you. And Adam Sherling waste. Hell yeah. Awakening, you know. Is Wesley Blake American? Did you say yes? Yes, I believe he is American. Oh, okay. I thought he was like Australian. He's got American pants on. And I know he was in the Forgotten Sons, but I always knew he was the one who never served. So I just thought it was, hey, we got to throw him in something. Him and him and Color look good together, so we'll just say that he also served in the military. So yeah, I don't think like with he was with Murphy. I don't think it was because they're two Australians. I think yes, it was just one Australian. Oh, one, one of them was okay. That the other guy was Australian. Okay, sweet. The Chingona bomb. Oh my god! He got that from his girlfriend, you know. Yes, he did. That's I a great finish from her. Call him Adam Sure. Call him Titan. We don't know where the hell we're gonna be next week. EWFS says who's he fucking? He's fucking Raquel Gonzalez. Come on. We gotta watch NXT. Braun Strowman's been there every week. But but these men. 
exactly where they're going. Because they're controlling their narrative, Riccoboni. Holy shit. Holy shit. Holy shit. <laughs> I like that they put the camera on that guy. He only said it one more time. <laughs> oh, yeah, you've been warned. That's my other favorite catchphrase that he's You've been warned. You've been warned. That's my like third most downloaded episode of Ladies Ever. You've been warned. Not sure why that's such a, a hot episode with people, but they love it. So we spent a lot of time on EC3, Gino. I think it's worthy to point out that, yes, because he's clearly the best wrestler they have there. Uh, even if I don't like, I didn't like that promo that much or that segment. It's so obvious he's way more over and important than uh, the main event. Maybe so, but not more important than the match after this one. This match after this could have been the main event. Really. This should have been the main event. Now I I know that you and a couple other people like Jonathan Gresham, but for the people that used to watch Ring of Honor or kind of follow Ring of Honor. When people tell me Jay Lethal, I know he's a Ring of Honor like original, like he's been there forever. But the Briscoes are Ring of Honor through and through. Matt Taven is like the the current uh, generation of Ring of Honor. Mike Bennett is somebody else yeah. I always put with with Ring of Honor. Uh, even Maria Canellis hyphen Bennett is what it says here. Even having her like because you know this is she she's another one of these people that left WWE and. Really good. Remember, she was just a ditzy character. Like, she was a dummy in WWE. And then she got to go to Ring of Honor and she got to cut, like, intelligent promos. And uh, she was awesome when she got to Ring of Honor. Just having interviews where she explained her shitty situation being a baby character and that she didn't even like it, but she still did it because that was what they were telling her to do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That was her gimmick. That was the gimmick they gave her and she was doing that. And then they gave her another shitty gimmick where she was like, Cucking out Mike, Mike, her husband, Mike Canellis, which I thought was a stupid. Like, which they didn't really finish that story. Again, they said, like Maria said, it was going to actually end with her losing to Mike and Mike actually standing up for himself. Yeah, that's what I thought it was going to eventually lead to. Was like Mike isn't going to be a cuck forever. Okay, eventually this is going to work out for him. Remember, he was on Two Hundred Five Live. He was having some good matches yeah. there. Like, he had I really good matches. She was the first ever. Pregnant champion of Davey. And I know that you don't like Mike Bennett very much, but I just, I look at him as a. He's good, but yeah, he's not like the best. I like, I look at him as out of every, like, at a lot of, a lot of people that we talk about, I think Mike Bennett is one of the best. And even when his time, his time in WWE, I thought was just so botched. I, I know yeah. that's probably not the word for it, but it was just completely done wrong. And even his, wasn't he green rope TNA? Even when he was in that, I thought he yes, was. Yes, he right. was there for a short time. Yeah. But again, like, he. It does suck like their best, his best theme song, Maria's best theme song is stuck in Davey because the greatest love is, I think, the best theme song of all time because it's a ballad, but it fits. Splitmaster Sexy perfectly. says they made him a kook. What was that about? Yeah, they made him a cuck. I don't, I don't get why that was a fun gimmick for Vince like, or whoever They just want to make fun of him and Maria, and they didn't want to give us the payoff like we were supposed to have. I bet it's because Vince probably thought, well, Maria's the bigger star. Who's yeah, no one cares about Mike? Who the hell's Mike Bennett? Like, his, didn't he show up when they did the they did the brand split back in 2016? And that's where they thought, oh, well, he'll put they Mike. They debuted there with their theme, so they were just together and they love each other. Yeah, and look, they could have done something with that—the power of love and how they cheat to win every match. Like, they're easy, easy stuff. Uh, but he must uh, again. Vince is in the bubble. He doesn't watch Mike yes. Bennett matches. I remember watching the Prodigy Mike Bennett. So before Maria. And all that stuff. I remember watching the prodigy Mike Bennett and the Sicilian psychopath. Uh, what is that? Like oh 
seven Ring of Honor or some shit. So round to go six or seven. Yeah. So I remember watching that, like thinking, like, who are these two guys? These guys are going to do really well later on somewhere. And one of them is. Hey, I would argue they're both doing pretty well. Okay. Uh, yes, I, I hopefully think, he will do well now since he'll be free. Yeah, and I think uh, I and honestly I don't like Matt Taven. Rosk says Maria sucks a ditzy slut. <laughs> I don't like Matt Taven. I loved this match and I it made me like Matt Taven. Yes. So OGK. Matt Taven. So this is the what does OGK stand for by the way? I have no idea what OGK stood for. I forgot like when they started the whole pairing. I just thought they were just a tag team, but they have a name. Yeah, the OGK with Matt Taven and Mike Bennett uh, accompanied by Maria, which they acted like was a big surprise. So she must not be on TV anymore because they were like, who's that? The first lady, Nick Abani. Check it out. lady of Ring of Honor. Check it out, Rick Abani. We got the chick pack. Uh, and they were taking on Dem Boys, the Briscoes, clearly the biggest. Like, if you did a Mount Rushmore ring upon her, I know we bring up all these guys, these uh, Daniel Bryans or whatever. Dude, the Briscoe Bros take up two spots. I'm calling it. Like, especially this- get Jay, especially with his big title run when I was a big fan of it. Like, I love Jay Briscoe when he finally got that title. Especially Mark with his teeth. So uh, this, this was the OGK, the Ring of Honor Tag Champions against the GCW Tag Champions, the Briscoes. This was a great match. This was the best match of the night. A lot of Jay Drillas, a lot of uh, what is he called? The Froggy Bows, a lot of those. <laughs> um, this was a really good match. And I don't care what anyone says. This was the match of the night. This match was so good. I think it made the next the next match just kind of flat for me. Um uh, this the, the, I felt like the crowd was the most into this match because it's, yeah. it was the Briscoes and it was just a good it was, and you cut and I in my head it was so obvious the Briscoes needed to win but it also came across in my mind you like you said they're already the tag champs somewhere else so they don't they don't really they could easily just lose and let Mike Bennett and Matt Taven go be uh, go defend the Ring of Honor title somewhere on the Indies whatever. So should stay right there. Yeah, exactly. And I thought this was a fantastic match. I like if if I had to rewatch any of these matches, this would be the one that I would go back to and like, okay, yeah. this match felt special. All the other matches felt like it was just kind of a pay per view. This felt like the end of Ring of Honor, and I think that's why this should have gone on last because to watch the Briscoes win the belts again, it was their twelfth time. Like I could just see all the, you know how, and I know I'm going to jump to the main event. That, that part where all the guys came to the ring to start clapping and stuff, I thought that was so – it just didn't work for me in that match. It would have felt so good in this match. like with the and, and wait till the Briscoes win and then have everyone come out and have everyone cry like we're at NWA in power. But this match was so good. Like, First of all, thoughts on this match? I was a really big fan of this match. It was a really great contest. And I've always been kind of a fan of Matt Taven and his whole like – Kind of character he was just like I'm Matt Taven, and just again now him with Mike Bennett. Again, I, I've grown again. <laughs> I've had like waves with Mike Bennett. Like sometimes like he's really good, but then he has like one bad match. It's like he's not that good. He's your like, Matt Taven, is, yeah. He's your Vincent. Like I don't like some of these, these guys. Waves yeah, where he's good and bad. Like I could like him sometimes, then not like him that much one time. But again, this match showed me again that Mike Bennett is still really good. And Matt Taven is great. We get a tag team match. They worked well together. The Briscoes had an amazing win. But then what happens after the match is a big moment as well. Yes. And I and I knew so this was when you asked me, like, you know, hey, did you we gotta talk about this? And I said, like, oh shit, this this was the part that was already spoiled for me. So that was the reason why I was like, okay, like I, I got it. Like I I I'll watch this whole thing. 
So, and even me knowing the Briscoes had won the match did not taint it for me because I was like, they got to win this thing. So, uh, the FTR shows up, the revival. Uh, when they said Wheeler and Harwood, I was like, who? In my head, I was like, yeah, I was like, you mean Wilder and Dawson? What are they talking about? So, yes, those guys show up. They uh, they put a – it was just kind of a brawl. It wasn't a beatdown, but it sets up that next thing. So that's also what made me think, oh, the main event, that champion's going to get their ass kicked by somebody. And I thought that you had spoiled something for me. So that's why I thought the, – like, because you were messaging me about a certain wrestler talking about how improved he was. And I was thinking, okay, maybe he comes out at the end of this pay-per-view and beats the shit out of the Ring of Honor champion. But FTR versus the Briscoes, when are we getting it? Where are we getting it? I have a feeling either AEW or they could show up in GCW. I would love like a G-Stay show. We get Briscoe's FTR. That makes sense. I mean, I could see them, uh, especially if GCW is running something in like in North Carolina or something. Yeah. Why wouldn't you just have that match there somewhere or anywhere on the East Coast? That match will draw. I'm feeling it. I'm calling oh, it. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think that'll be – that was the final battle. Like, that was it. And then even that ending with FTR would have been cool. Like, all these Ring of Honor guys are clapping and celebrating and hugging each other, and then FTR can show up and just beat the shit out of people. That, I thought, would have been a great ending of this show. But instead, we had Daniel Bryan come out – or not come out, but just pop on the screen, tell us how much he loves Ring of Honor. And then Jay Lethal versus Jonathan Gresham, the main event for the Ring of Honor World Championship. They even they even threw Bandito, keep that belt. We are bringing back the original design, the very first ever Ring of Honor World Championship, and that's going to be the main event tonight. So, uh, did either one of these guys cry before they locked up? I don't remember if they did cry again. Like it was a really good match i do feel again since you bring up the ending with again all the people do clap and were around the ring i do feel it would have been better and more fitting if it was bandito aggression may yeah may I, and i don't really watch bandito matches i don't really watch i've seen a, like a handful of gresham stuff i saw who did he fight like two cold scorpio or something which one did i watch I think you might watch the two Cole because I don't think if you watched him and uh, Suzuki, I don't think you watched that. No, match. I I watched him have a bad match in GCW. I don't know if it was too cold. Too cold had another bad match. Remember that dance match I was texting you about? I was like, I couldn't yes. even I couldn't even make it through. I was like, oh god, this is really bad. So that was worse than Outlaw Mud Show. But either way, uh, this uh, this main event was it didn't do it for me. Now this was the I know there were some spots and I know that you like Jonathan Gresham. I'm not the biggest Jonathan Gresham guy. I kind of knew he was going to win already, so uh, there wasn't any drama. And then especially when the whole roster came out and was, like, stomping on the on the mat, I just thought, okay, well, the match is about to end. And uh, what, what did he win with that submission that he does, that octopus? What's he call it? The octopus? Yeah, like the octopus. It's not a stretch. It's kind of like a hold, but I forget what they call it. Yeah, it's an octopus. He puts, like, his leg over their neck and, like, pushes it down, right? Yeah, it's a, it's really unique, and then that's thing. I like that finish. It's good submission. It's good hold, and again, Gresham's really good. And it this should have felt better. And again, like I like <laughs> Lethal, but yeah, Lethal it would have been much better, I think, with Bandita. I I don't know about that. I just think that- again, I it would have been felt different because again, it's two guys who get our the future. This is just wrestling future of Ring of Honor. That they do usher in, and hopefully then in April they come out with the two of them again. Which now, since they're both Ring of Our Chamber, they could do something as like one's interim, one's the real, and we get a match in April with the two. Sure, could be, but ultimately, 
the way I look at this match was obviously Gresham was going to win anyway. Uh, and the fact that it was Jay Lethal, which like feels a little important. I don't know. There, there's other Ring of Honor guys that could have uh, filled this spot and it would have felt more important. I don't know. This just felt – this whole match – like this was, what, 15 – this was a fast match compared to the previous one. And it just wasn't very good. It was fine. There were some spots where it felt a little uh, – what's my favorite match ever? Osprey and Ricochet. It felt a little bit like that in some moments where it was, I'm going to do a bridge right here. Hold on. Let me let my head hit the mat so I can do the full bridge. Now you do your move. Like it, There were some things like that that kind of didn't really work. But, um, you know, this is, I guess, what – this is what killed Ring of Honor, I guess, at the end of the day, right? <laughs> I'm a Kelvin and they close the doors, but in April they're coming back with the new era. And we'll see. Look, and I'm excited to see what what they do come up with. It's gonna be different, obviously. I think that them being I mean, they were the number three in wrestling for what, fifteen years. They were number three for a very long time. And a very distant number three, because even Ring of Honor was a, or no, Impact was a distant two. But this was still like a, maybe this was the way to say, "Hey, we're done being that. We're just gonna kind of go back to doing spot shows and stuff. We we can't be a weekly televised wrestling program that doesn't make sense. The budget isn't really there for that. So I get it, and it's gonna be different. But yeah, I watched this main event. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'd probably go two stars if we're doing the 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 Meltzer star system. I would give it three. You know, it was above average. It was a really fine show. Again, we had some really good matches. Roxy's match, I thought, was a really good women's match that we finally got to see. Whoa, Probably what do you mean women's match? match. It was just the like, second best match of the car. It was just a good That's match. It. it was just an all-around good match. Second best match on the Four entire card next to Briscoe's and OGK. Yeah, I would say the Briscoes was was ultimately the best match on the card. I would say the eight-man tag was fun, but I think that was probably – you know what? I was probably the most checked out during the Katie King match. I think that might have been my least favorite, which is kind of funny. But then the, the world title would probably be right next to that. Like, it's weird that those two singles matches with people that I'm – I know Jay Lethal. I know Kenny King. I figure I would like those matches the most, and I just didn't. Yeah, again, like I understand that completely. It was a fine match. Both of them were, were good singles matches. We got good wrestling. The entire show, all in all, again, you, that's why I gave it like three stars. Good match. There weren't anything that was too blown out of the way, like blown my mind, except for like again, some segments with people showing up. And also like the video packages were like really good heartfelt moments. Like in CDs, one is what I really loved this, even though because with how much he explained like the history and how important Ring of Honor was, not just him, but to wrestling. And explained like all the people from the past and him explaining and sh- telling people that Adam Pierce was someone who was really necessary to drive the machine that was Ring of Honor to make it better at that time. But the main event might have been the worst match, the more I think about it. If that match would have been first, that probably would have been okay. Uh, I know we had to have the Luchadors first, but... That match just wasn't that good. It didn't feel like a main event. And I and when I watch these Ring of Honor shows, you know, you watch them for what they are. You know you're not watching WWE. You're not watching AEW. But a main event of those shows blows this out of the water. Like, it just – even a, a stupid Finn Balor turnbuckle main event, like, I still think was just – it's more exciting than this. This was just too – hey, they're both a hell of a hand, all right? And you can make – there's probably a way to make me like Gresham, okay? There's got to be a way to do it. 
but having having this match last just felt like this was not the best wrestled match on the card. It wasn't the most exciting. It was just, you know, it's it was Triple H and Jericho after Rock Hogan. We already had the main event. Why is this happening now? And it, this is the moment I'm supposed to be, like, sad for. Like, he did it. He finally did it. And I did not have that at all. Did you have that? Did you have, like, the, he finally did it on the last night? I had the moment where it was, this was a big moment of respect shown from Jay Lethal. Even though, like, yeah, I didn't expect Jay Lethal would win. But again, was the leader of the foundation showing respect to the man who spent all this time helping build this pure division, holding the title for as long as he did, defending it and being this champion, finally losing it, but now to be in this world championship match and the leader of the foundation paying him the respect and losing like that. Why was Kenny King? Why was Kenny King never the the champion? Why? Like, it's just, I don't know. I look at. And this is this is a problem I have with you know this was my problem when Rich Swan was the champion, like you look at the rest of the show, I felt like this show was was pretty damn good. There was a couple slow spots, but when I get to the main event and it's my least favorite part of the show, it just to me that's the like that's what if you're an, uh, an outside wrestling fan like you're not me you're just somebody that I bring to wrestling once in a while. The main event of Charlie Haas versus Mike Bostic at that show I went to on Saturday was garbage. Like, that would not get my friend to watch wrestling ever again. I don't think this main event would get my friend to watch wrestling ever again. I think that the tag match would probably get people to watch. I think that the women's match would get people to watch. I would even say the Kenny King match that I didn't really like would get people to come back. Josh Woods would get people to come back. But that main event was just like the – if you had a ranked match, like you already said, that's not your least favorite match, right? You would put probably the eight-man beneath that. I'd probably put the lower man beneath the main event. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I'm, I was bummed out at the end of it, which I never like about a pay per view. It's like, oh, man, that was kind of whatever. And especially when the when the guys came out and started stomping, I thought, oh, come on. Let's wait till after the match to do this. Let's at least let me think it's going to go on for another half hour because it kind of felt like it was 10 minutes. They got, including entrances, this thing was not very long. There wasn't much of a story other than, like, we already know who these guys are. That's the story. The, the entering portion of it was just moves. Which is sometimes what a match should be in all matches, just moves that do help tell the story big. And they sadly, again, we didn't have that much of the buildup with like Jay Lethal and Gresham. It would have made more sense. They would have been able to tell more of a story, I do feel, if it was Bandito and Gresham. Yeah, and maybe. Maybe they, I think you're I think you're arguing my point. Like, I think Bandito... That those cla- that clash of styles would tell more of a story. The luchador versus the, the the technician. I think that's a clash of styles where you could tell a story with the match. Whereas Jay Lethal was just kind. Of, it felt like very much going through the motions. And now that I'm watching ladder spots on my screen here with uh, Shane Taylor, now I'm starting to think that match was way better than I remembered. So maybe I was watching that, and maybe that had the 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 worries of following Josh Woods, or maybe I was doing something you know else and not focusing on that, but. I don't know. The main event was, was a bit of a bum out. So speaking of a bum out, Gino, uh, you sent me some dastard before we go, you sent me some dastardly messages about the Slammies this year. Now the Slammies are of course the biggest wrestling awards in the history of wrestling. Okay. There's no other wrestling awards that matter. Other people do fake ones where, Oh, which wrestler, what's the best pipe bomb? Like, okay, no, 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 we're not doing that. Um, and EC3 would have won by the way. So like, you were saying for wrestler of the year, 
your main nomination, the person you were going to argue for, is Matt Cardona. Now, I want to hear like verbally because I was trying to read this. Like I was like you're, I, you were saying this just to annoy me. Like that's what I was convinced. I was like he doesn't mean this at all. Nobody would mean this at all in a world of Roman Reigns's and Kenny Omega's and even Bobby Lashley's and Brian Danielson's. Nobody with a straight face, CM Punk's. Nobody with a straight face could tell me Matt Cardona is the individual wrestler of the year. Yes, you don't believe that's true, but here's the thing. This entire year, 2021, 2020, he had a short year because he was free and he was able to work AEW for a short time because Cody did not want to sign him just like he didn't want to sign Heath because fuck Cody, even more for that. So again, we have Matt Cardona finally free and in 2021, work with Impact first, having this start off feud. You know, Cody doesn't make the final decisions, right? Again, but when Cody said that he wouldn't hire Heath, I hated that. I, I started to hate Cody a little bit there for that comment about Heath, that he wouldn't hire him. You know, you know they're friends in real life. Again, when he said that, again, we don't know if that was a shoot or a work, but he said he wouldn't want to hire, wouldn't hire Keith when Heath was brought up to him. He said, no, and you, basically. And, and you know he doesn't hire the people, right? Again, yes, we know he doesn't hire, but still, fuck Cody for having fuck an Cody. where he wouldn't want to hire. Fuck he, Cody for he has kids for being in character for a little bit. He wasn't a character. I don't think the character Cody would have said no. We wouldn't want to hire Heath Miller, who would have been a great worker for them, and now he's an impact doing great work now. No, he's so in character up. because he's acting like he's actually in charge. He's not. Listen, still. Fuck the EVPs. Fuck the extremely violent people. You just hate AEW and WWE now. This is what no, I'm learning about. I enjoy AEW. No, you like dark. AEW you don't like main event. Because yeah, even I bring up Adam Page or Kenny Omega and you brush them off and you're like, no, nah, those guys suck. You were like... Adam Page didn't do that much this year. Yes, he did. How dare you? the world title. That's his biggest moment. The world he was ranked number good. one for a majority of the year. He had that match with Brian... Because no one else could win. He had the match with Brian Cage. rankings. Let's hear, let's hear your fucking argument then for Matt Cardona, who hasn't done shit. He showed up in GCW. He's done shit. Let me finish. He showed up in GCW, which was fun. Absolutely. That was fun to see him there. He lost the belt immediately. He cut some awesome promos. He was on talk as Jericho. What else? You again are brushing off a lot of what Matt Cardona did with GCW. Yes, he's had this buildup with Nick Gage over the past months before this match where he was tweeting, but he and Nick Gage are good friends. He's MDK all fucking day. Says Sheamus for wrestler of the year. So is tweeting good wrestling to you? If a guy's no, tweeting, storytelling. This is small bits of storytelling. It starts off with these tweets, which build up for this match because we don't know this was going to happen. We're like, oh, they're just fucking having this beef on Twitter. He's talking about, oh, this Zack Ryder dude. He just collects toys and he does. Why he's wanting to fight me? Okay, good. So they have this match, and no one believes in their minds that Matt Cardona would win this belt. That this toy collector, this doll collector could beat the fucking Deathmatch King. Yes. And we have this match, this amazing contest where Matt Cardona starts off being like, kind of being a sports entertainer and being light You're during the match. Not were, really using light tubes were you gonna? Well were you going to say, were you going to say pussy and then you froze? What was that? No, I was just saying like, I was trying to find the right word. I saw your face and you were like, Sports entertainer. I was like, just say yeah, pussy. Sports entertainer. So he's just being a sports entertainer. He's being so. a pussy. Yeah, I got you. It's Davey style. Pussy. 
which is what they are. So he was being light and like not using light tubes there, but then through the match, he becomes more into it, becomes himself, becomes and finds Macarena, bleeds all through his fucking body. You see his white shirt turned completely blood red and drenched, and he's just fucking beating the hell out of Mr. Nick Gage. But then Nick Gage gets this big moment. Nick Gage. You feel okay, like he's winning. Yeah, I saw. I watched the match. I know what. Match. Great I, okay. match. Great story they were telling. Then, yes. Macaroni is champion. He first comes out dressed as Vince McMahon. And he, again, announced himself as the Universal Champion. The GCW the Universal Champion. Again, GCW Universal Champion next to his manager, Smart Mark Sterling. And we got this big moment then at Art of War Games. We have Matt Cardona having this big moment, this big open challenge where he defended the GCW championship. You know, his Against some only clown. defense that night. And he beat Frank the Clown. It was a big moment having Frank the Clown no, wrestle. No, it's not. First okay, time. Keep going. Frank the Clown is a super fan, like the super fan. You're trying to give somebody, you're, but you're trying to give somebody wrestler of the year. And so far, you've named like a bunch of indie shit that nobody actually cares about other than you. People should care. That's the thing. More people should. But if be we should, but, but but we've showed this stuff to people. I've shown we've like we've tried to get people to watch this stuff, and they don't. And that just means that people have spoken. Like people don't uh, keep going. This and then we get. You've also described. Like, Master Sexy says Frank is a legend. Wheaties. And you've also. Dis- there we go. Sure, and a le- but he's not wrestler of the year either. But you're also describing like this was like two months, so we're still talking about the whole There's year. About three months. There's like three or four months span actually, from when he won the title to then Art of War games. So then, yes, he. Do I have, to, do I have to fact check? Do I have to fact check that? Because I don't think. Yes, it's... you can see how long ago it was homecoming to Art of War games. So you want to be specific, yeah. Find the exact date, because again, even though he did not lose the G State World Championship, they believe and put him as though he did, even though he already had the open challenge. So yeah, John Moxley stole the title. That McIntyre still should be champion. Still should be challenging for. But right now, yes, he's having this interesting feud right now with Effie since Effie first stole the internet championship and now McIntyre finally wins the title back from Effie and now him and Candice, I not guess Chelsea are fighting Ali Catch and Effie also known as their group named Pussy so we're having this feud that is hopefully going to end soon so we can get McIntyre back in this title picture which sadly it might not happen by the end of this year but Instead of that, we also have an impact right now. Matt Cardona having this big run in impact, being in the world championship title picture. And just last week, we had also Matt Cardona at NWA Hard Times 2, holding the NWA championship at the end, setting himself up in the world title picture there. We have Matt Cardona, Matt Cardona, Matt Cardona was the GCW champion for 42 days. Yes, so one month. <laughs> yes, one month time is a little bit less than you would think about someone as G-Station, but he still is champion to me because he never lost a universal champion. In, in his storyline, yes, that he that's the one he's playing off of, but we're doing wrestler of the year. We're not doing storyline of the year. We're like, so again, if we consider, yes, maybe as wrestler of the year, again, like I did kind of kind of backpedal a little bit but accepted and still realized that because maybe, everything you're saying like i like that you're being a salesman and then you go him and effie like no that's not, that's not winning me over like he is building effie up so people could see how good effie is because people just call him those negative terms just because of him being a gay wrestler 
Who's doing that? Nobody's doing a that. A lot of people on the social media say a lot of derogatory terms. Is this? Are, are you on the? Are you on the Are you on the squirt circle Reddit again? Get off the squirt. No. Circle. Also, again, when also, even Anthony Bowens had to deal with that. Like that one AEW event with that's why he had to tweet out and say, "I'm fighting against this and trying to prove that it's you don't need this hate speech in wrestling." So you're saying Anthony Bowens is the. The wrestler Andy the Bowens and Effie are both dealing with this as well. They have to deal with it. And they know they were gonna have. They're gonna have to deal with it. Pretty much. Old Lang sign says homo. <laughs> but even so, even with all that, that yes. doesn't make Matt Cardona wrestler of the year. So I think that yes, you maybe not again. I was fine. Like, okay, maybe not wrestler again. I did back that when we messed up. Like maybe you're right again. Yeah. Realizing this, so then I accepted. He's had this most improved year. Well, and if you go year over year from 2020 to 2021, sure. Like, maybe we can talk about that. But you could even argue, like, th- there's other people that I was naming in the chat. Like, and, uh, you know, even Bobby Lashley is somebody. You look at what he was last year compared to this year. Like, it's just completely transformed. And there's there's so many other people that have improved tremendously on a larger scale. Now, like, I like when you tell you, – you say – People should watch something or people should do something. Well, it's not their fault that, you know, it's way easier to see how much Adam Hang, uh, Hangman Page has improved, how much some of the, uh, these other guys, even uh, even a guy like Jungle Boy or Hook. Oh, my gosh, people love Hook these days. Like, there's other guys that are improving in front of the world on, I would argue, a more difficult stage. It is more watched and it's easier to access. So, and uh, Matt Cardona showing up at NWA to fight Trevor Murdoch, right? Like, that's not that's not sexy either. Like, again, all of that stuff sounds like I didn't make it in WWE. AEW didn't really want me. We talk about him being, like, borderline main eventer in Impact, but not really. You know, he's not – he's still not the champion. Is he Is he fighting Moose at, at the next event? Moose and W. Morrissey. So, McIntyre is winning the belt. No, you think so? Already from Moose? Yeah, Moose is going to be pinning Morrissey. That's what we're going to do. So Moose is going to chase. I do feel like that might be what they're doing is having this heel Moose chase McIntyre. No way. Heel Moose was just chasing Rich Swan for a year. Yes, he was. So we're going to do it again. Oh, my God. I hate Impact. Okay, and then... I uh, could do it. Anything could happen. You're going to be there live. We're going to see it live. I might be there live. I like that you said we, like you're going to come. You're not coming, are you? Are you coming? I I don't have a way to go to that section. Yeah, so even... But even all this stuff, like when you were trying to tell me Matt Cardona, because I think you even said Suzuki's Wrestler of the Year, which is like... I did say that to Kevin, because I was like, I I had... I was kind of on Spucks. I had ideas. But like Suzuki's had a really good year, especially like him finally coming back to the States because he was originally going to fight Orange Cassidy last year at uh, one of the GCW shows, but that never happened. What do you not like about Roman Reigns and like Kenny Omega? Like I try to be different. I try to be what, obscure. A so lot. Like, a lot different. But we're doing the awards for the best. So every once in a while, we're allowed to like these indie bands, but every one, we do need to look at record sales once in a while. And... I'm looking at like everybody your name like no Moxley is in consideration even though he is the current GCW champion like just name somebody who actually is a little more relevant like Matt Cardona who you and I enjoy you like that's the other thing is you make me hate these guys when you're trying to convince me Matt Cardona's wrestler of like like when you said Deanna for female of the year yeah absolutely I might be able to make an argument for that I think that Bianca's had a hell of a year too though and Bianca probably might get the nudge for me over Deanna. And, but just hearing Matt Cardona in the same conversation as like a Roman is just insane to me. Like Roman's work has been great. Do you not like Roman? Well, I enjoy Roman's work right now. And again, that's what I, it's, 
not entirely been repetitive yet, but I'm noticing some similarities when he does do promos. I'm noticing his style is not fully manufactured, but it's getting there. Can I, we do? Can we do the? Can, can I give you what you just said about Dak Draper? Like <laughs> because you said, oh, he's got a style and it works. Yes, that's what his problem is. So Roman has a style. Roman. Roman has a style and it works. It's realistic. He's on Fox. He's had great matches with Cesaro. He's had good matches with Edge with Debray. Uh, yeah. Like he's had a great year, and I and think again, that's why I do think Roman is an obvious person who would be up there. And that's the thing is that I try not to be obvious. Well, you I try can... to be like someone who I could argue that could be there. Well, and then maybe, but maybe go a little more realistic. Like if you were trying to pitch me Seth Rollins, like oh he was never the champion, but he had these amazing moments, these amazing matches. Him and Edge in the Garden was out, it was outstanding. He's been he's been holding up other shows, you know. He's been holding up the show in a different way. Roman gets to be the champion and wrestle very rare, where Seth seems to wrestle all the time. Like there's other arguments you can make for other guys, but when you're going down to somebody who's not in AEW, somebody who's not in WWE, somebody who's not even the Impact champion, like it's just kind of, it's just a strange leap. Like I know that we're trying to be hipsters and cool, but Minoru Suzuki having what 18 matches? That's not a wrestler of the year. I want to go with the amount of matches I explained to you and showed you again. We have certain people who wrestled less than others, and we put them as the top. And my argument to that would be your segments also matter. So if you do cut promos, if you do have other bits that you are contributing to the sh- to the show, that also counts. Minoru doesn't have that stuff. Like he doesn't do that. He shows up and has one off matches constantly. That's all he does. Like. I'm surprised you're not even arguing Josh Alexander for champion. Like that was weird. Well, to I was me. gonna be waiting on that. Like that's thing. I was. Again, if McIntyre was going to be shot down, I then was going if, to be right come on. Josh Alexander. If. Like, you literally yes. said if we didn't all. Oh, you thought Kevin and I were going to go, well, obviously. If McIntyre gets shot down completely from any Sammy Award nomination. Yeah, there's. there's Josh Alexander. He's probably going to get, uh, like, Girlfriend of the Year. I think that's what he would probably win, his Girlfriend of the Year. But then you could even argue, because they're not married yet, right? Yeah, they are still, like, proposed. They're not married just yet. Who who else might be able to get girlfriend of the year? But th- throw him out there. Who else is just dating, not married yet? Is oh Britt Baker? Sorry, so I guess I guess I guess uh, Britt Baker wins again. We or Adam Cole wins another one over Mox or not Mox? Uh, Matt yeah, Cardona. not married to fucking Macklin yet. That's true, but uh, but yeah, would you still go? Would you go Diana over Britt? Are you thinking that Macklin gets the victory here? Yes. No, you know that's not true. You're just trying to be different. No, that's true. I like that you at least admit it, though. Like, you are just trying to be different. Because I've heard you say, like, we watched a shitty TNA. We watched a shitty Macklin match. And you, I love that you just openly were like, I like bad wrestling sometimes. Because yeah, Sometimes they are, like, good bad wrestling matches. But, again, Macklin is not a bad wrestler. He's all right. I mean, he's not He's not good, though. He's not X Division he's champion. not bad. You can't say bad. That's thing he's... You could say mediocre, okay, but he's not bad. Cause there are bad wrestlers. Who's bad? I can show you. Who's bad? Right now on like television. Yeah, like we just watched Ring of Honor. Was anyone bad on that show? No. Was anyone? So who's bad? Give me a bad person. And don't the current bad wrestler you could see on television. Who's your? Yeah, let's just rank him. Like, who's your least favorite person on TV right now? When you're watching wrestling and like, like you don't watch Raw, so obviously something happened. I do watch Raw. Well, some, I force myself. To not the whole thing. Last hour's normally obvious. But even even so, there's something about Raw where you just turn it off. Like, what's your least favorite? Who's your? Who's the worst wrestler on Raw? 
even though it's more because his character work is obvious right now and he's not being able to be free to be kind of how he was before WWE and even in NXT, uh, Damian Priest. You would say he's the – and I would agree with that. I think that the way Damian has been, like he's been – he gets cut from Hulu. Just this Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde fucking character. And like I was a big fan of Punishment Martinez. Even, even his work in X is really good. Maybe even explain this Dr. Jekyll thing a little bit. Because I don't even see it in the ring. I never see it in his matches. I don't see I don't see it. There's not really a character there. They just it's have just, a whenever he gets really upset from the opponent, like assaulting him too much or like trying to insult him and just make him look bad, he just turns to his Damien sense, his demon self, his Mr. Hyde, and just beats the hell out of them. Well, you know Damien's the omen, right? Yes, I know Damien's. Okay. I, was I was hoping that you didn't just think he's it was a, a doctor. He's a priest, though, too. He's a priest. Well, that's what he's they're saying. Angel like, devil. That's why, yeah, that's why that name works. And even in uh, even in NXT, when that was his name, I thought, what a stupid name. And he won he me over in NXT. Really good matches. And, again, even I was a big fan of Pastor Martinez. He is, Pastor he, Martinez is never going to be his name. No, yeah. He, but he has good matches now, too, though. I mean, it's not like he doesn't yes, have good matches. Good like, matches, but character work. And, like, it's, it's, it works. It's the same. That's the good I. Don't mind some people who work the same style every match. But sometimes, it, especially when it's WWE and it's, it is basically manufactured, it's just like them copy, 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 do this in this match, do this in this next match next week. And it's almost the same match, even though it's two different styles sometimes. <laughs> can we argue that for the same match. Can we argue that for Nick Gage? Because I've watched like 10 Nick Gage matches this year, and they're all Nick I, Gage does the same. They thing. are it's, all good, identical. Everyone loves Nick Gage, though, because he, again, is he has that connect with the crowd. And again, some people are sometimes like me, who just are bloodthirsty and love just the violence that he does present with light tubes and carving the shit out of people. Stabbing. That was it. That was the end of the sentence. Like I thought you were gonna it's give just, me. It's exciting. That's like I just when I. You know, like some that, people it's, like it's me. Exciting moment. That's thing. I love watching death matches live. Like Alex Cologne is a really good fucking death match guy right now. Like, oh my goodness! All right, well, <laughs> again, you don't you don't like death match that much. I understand. No, I look. I, I no. It's not even about the gore. It's about the logic. It's about how much sense yeah, the story. How much to sense this makes? Where these guys they need to hit their finish. The finish is the most devastating thing. You need to understand. No matter whose finish it is, what it is, that is still more devastating than any damage you could take. I still look. I've watched more death matches this year than I probably have ever, and I just think that they're kind of repetitive. Like you're saying. And they're also kind of stupid. Where if you and and I and I, this was the big problem with ECW that you know Vince and all these old timers had. Once you see the flaming table, the barbed wire, the glass, it's not special. Like it's just kind of oh yeah, there better be light tubes in this match. Like that's just it, it, your expectations completely change. Whereas when I watch a guy like Dragon Lee versus Ray Horace. And they're just out there flipping and kicking ass, and every move means something, and they're telling a story. I like that, and I think it's way. It makes way more sense. They're trying to win a wrestling match, uh, a death match. It, although I can enjoy it, there's still a little bit of oh, I've already seen that. Oh, I've already seen that. Oh, I've already seen that. So when you're when we're arguing who's repetitive, what who's doing what, I would argue so much that the GCW style is a lot like lazier in a lot of ways because it's just instead of trying to do something instead of trying to tell a story with your moves it's oh i'll just use light tubes oh i'll just use a chair oh we'll just use staples oh we'll just do this like it's it, like it's gory and it's graphic and it's exciting once in a while but to have your entire 
match history be based off of that? I think that I just think it doesn't work for me. That I can completely understand. Like that's thing, some death match guys do have just their style. They just use their weapons, and Nick Gage has kind of become that. Yeah, because like I remember early Nick Gage matches, like Cam versus Tesso's classic, Cam versus Worker Ant, which is Orange Cassidy, is a really good match because it was Chikara GCW, and like you could see he was able to like have different story. Like he's still telling the story when he's introducing the death match. Even like his match with Nick uh, with Macardona, he was kind of still trying to tell the story of him not entirely going into the death match weaponry <laughs> at first so he was still like trying to be like Macrodona tries to ease his way into it while he knows Macrodona is not prepared for this match but at the end of it like can Nick Cage have a match where there's arm drags where there's hip tosses where there's headlock takeovers where there's scoop slams where there's suplexes the answer is no like he and look he probably could but it would definitely be Worse than a Damian Priest match. Like, <laughs> that's, I think that's just the obvious, t- like, for me at least. Not that I'm against death matches. It's just so obvious when I see a guy like, like Ricky Shane Page or somebody who's like really over in the death match community. You just know automatically, like, they don't, it's not going to work anywhere else for them. So when I'm looking at my wrestlers of the year, uh, like, now Matt Cardona is higher up on my list than Nick Gage would be. But, like I just, I think a lot of it does go into: Could this work in WWE? Could this work in AEW? Could this work in Impact? Could this work in every every wrestler, every wrestling organization in the world? And if I show this to somebody, will they get it? And will they enjoy it? Like I think Roman checks that box. Like checks that box. I think uh, Kenny Omega checks that box. You want to talk death matches? What about his barbed wire bullshit? Barbed wire exploding bullshit. You didn't like that. The Kenny Omega one where they just blamed Kenny for it and not the people who actually rigged it up. Yeah, but even before that, they had barbed wire and it was bloody and there was a lot of shit going on. They were at least slowly introducing it like Gaia do feel, even though I think it was last year. There was ex- the Kingston Mox match? Uh, yeah, I think it was last year. We're not talking about that. Be. We're talking, <laughs> I don't know. We're talking Omega. We're sure talking about that one because that was actually a good match where they used like weaponry and actually like, was an extreme match. Not the exploding barbed wire ring match where they did have the terrible finish, and some of the explosives, like that exploding bat, was not that well done like they should have had. Yeah, I mean it was fine though. I mean there were some issues. Like it was a fine match, but like they were showing they could do it. But I would say that death that death match before the exploding nonsense. I think that was just as good as all this GCW stuff. I mean it didn't have a cool announcer at the beginning, but it was still pretty cool. I do feel like it was fine again. I. I and I know you like GCW, like that. It's so I clear, and you're in your counterculture. Like I'm outside, I go to work every day. I'm doing all this shit. Like you're not. Like so, for me, when I watch WWE and in, in Impact and AEW, it probably hits me a little different than than it hits you. So when you're watching GCW, it probably feels like, yeah, this is me. I'm counterculture. I'm a rebel. I'm a uh, this GCW is GCW and Impact. This is my rebellion. Yeah, and well, in Impact, obviously, there's nobody there watching it. Like, it's just, yeah, it feels like it's yours. So, I, I, I agree. Like, I can see, like, that's where you you would fight to the death for those two, even though you were okay with Impact moving their fucking biggest pay-per-view of the year, and I was furious. So, like, like I do see, yes, you enjoy things a little differently than I would. Like, you would be okay watching a shitty GCW pay-per-view and saying, that was great. But when Raw's a little repetitive, you're like, I don't want to watch the end of this thing. Like, I, so there's obviously a difference there. Like, I, I, 
I would rather sit through something WWE rather than sitting through something GCW. I, I couldn't make it through that flash funk dancing bullshit. Again, I understand completely, and again, it's different. That's saying and you didn't even get like give the rest of the show a chance. You just like you just turned it off when you saw Too Cold, which I again can understand because you remember Too Cold for what he did and how great a wrestler he is, and he still can do his. Great moves again. He the whole match was dancing. Up. I watched like a five minute match of just dance moves, and I'm like waiting for like the actual match to start. And the crowd is going nuts. So as you would <laughs> if you got to see since since, since the crowd is going nuts, they're gonna keep doing it until they stop doing that. So as somebody who doesn't like that, I'm like fuck this fucking. But if you were there, Lando, <laughs> you know you would go nuts. No, I, I highly doubt it. If it was that you long. You would not go nuts for two cults going up your live face. Dancing? Right your face. No, honestly, yes. yeah, if he was on a card, I probably wouldn't go. But What? Yeah, I, honestly, yeah. You weren't a two cult guy. God. No, I, I wasn't. I mean, w- was I supposed to be? Were you? You weren't alive when that was going on. <laughs> I was not watching it when I was a kid, but I was watching two cold ECW stuff like later in life. Yeah. I enjoy the hell out of two Yeah, cold. I saw two cold when it was happening. So, yeah, I got my fill when I was younger. So, when I watch this old fuck dance for 10 minutes, it does bump me out tremendously. Like, oh, man, we're getting older. I'm coming to grips with my mortality. And I also paid for a ticket to watch this shit. And it's just some old guy dancing. I saw this old wrestler named uh, oh shit. He had he had kind of a, a weird name, but his his gimmick was he was like the Texas legend. Like he's been wrestling since '89, trained by Dusty Rhodes, and he was a guy wrestling, you know, in, in baggy clothes and just a big guy. He had a kick ass match and then wished everybody a merry Christmas. He didn't try dancing once. That's good, but again, he might not have been known for like his dance moves like Too Cold Scorpio was. Yeah, but 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 the the best part of two cold dancing back in the '90s was it would ultimately lead up to a match. Not they would walk out to the ring, dance for five minutes, and then I don't even know how that match ended. And I just I have no idea. I don't care to find out. I bet it ended with a roll up. It might have. It might have ended with two cold getting the win with the surprise roll up. Yeah, oh, yeah. Exciting, exciting Ball's match. Package. All righty, we did it. We did it, Gino. Uh, we didn't talk about Cowboy Bebop. Uh, it's kind of late. Okay. We, we can do it quickly. What do you? So you messaged me like right after you and I had done a whole recap of Cowboy Bebop, and it's already been canceled. So uh, you were talking about how small the budget was. I think it getting canceled was definitely a sign this show had a big fucking budget. Like this, they spent a lot of money making this show, and the fact that it didn't do as well as they were hoping it would do, they just decided, hey, let's save the money and never do that again. Yeah, it did make it seem like maybe it was their budget was not like it was a lot and especially reading up like reports from the people who were behind it being like almost hating the fans that didn't like it not understanding why people didn't like it sure i'm with them i agree i don't know why the fans didn't like it i learned to understand your perspective of it but again like the fans that watched it watched it because it was cowboy Bebop. Yeah, but so Cowboy Bebop, the source material. but if somebody else now, if somebody, if the original studio decides, hey, we're going to do a season two of Cowboy Bebop, everyone would hate it automatically. Like it's, oh, you need to make it a shot for shot remake. Like even Ricardo in the chat today was talking about they're doing a one piece live action now. Yep, and, I, and I said, they better just make it shot for shot. Don't try and add anything creative to it. Don't tweak the story at all. Because apparently anime fans only watch the anime and then expect to see a human 
just do the same exact shit that we've already seen. So if you're a movie studio, why are you pouring money into a story that everybody's already seen? That makes no sense. It's because, again, to an extent, there are people like me who wouldn't mind seeing a actual, like, it in real life. Because I guess your imagination could already see it in this art form. But it being done again, but in a later version, like technology and what we could do now and showcase that, I think. Come on, catch the buzz, feel the sting. Some chicken winners from Nathan. Oh, three of them. Look at them. They're flying in here. Catch the buzz, feel the sting. But But yeah, like I, I'm understanding the. Come on, catch the buzz, feel the sting. Nathan, look at him. I was ready to sign off. Now we got to do another hour and a half. Come on, catch the buzz, feel the sting. I'm up for it. I'm ready for that. We had Cowboy Bebop. It sucks that it did. Come on, catch the buzz, feel the sting. Says the One Piece anime sucks. Vilides, we like the manga. No, Ricardo. Malachi Black says Ivy Nile is sexy. What are your thoughts on Ivy Nile being sexy? Ivy Nile is attractive again. She had a really good match tonight on NXT, and I found her really attractive in this match. All right, I guess I gotta watch NXT. NXT is not that good, but you guys like it, so it's been fine. Makes me think I have Tony to watch D it. Had a fucking segment with our boy Peter Dune. Peter Dunn. Pete Dune. Yeah, Peter Dune. <laughs> well, and even so, Gargano's gone. Kyle O'Reilly's gone. Um, they showed Johnny, kind of, but they didn't say Johnny's name. Because Grace Wall had a segment, he said, like, I defeated and killed, like, basically killed a NXT legend. Oh, he murdered and him. Talked to Vic, why didn't you come out to save your friend, Vic? So, again, not directly saying Johnny, wrestling Johnny, but yeah, so he is most likely not signing back, which is nice. He's free. No, he's getting released. Come on. He already got released. Like, he, he's no longer with WWE. He's losing but, like, his job. His contract expired. So again, now hopefully he's jobless. He he's free, and now he has a ton of money. He no. just actually was just on Twitch today, just a- after NXT. According to you, he's jobless. All right, he's unemployed yes. now. He's a loser nine, for like thirty or look, ninety days. Look at you. He does have a job for thirty. Or 90 look days. at you. You're saying that he's a piece of shit. He's he's not free. He's just fired. He should be embarrassed, like EC3. So no, it's okay to get released from that place. So you're a wrestler by trade. You're an independent. Like to finish your contract, I keep it. You're an independent contractor. You're you should be able to go wrestle at other places, even if you got to yes, work. But if you're released, you can't wrestle at a place for ninety days. But you're there. getting paid, so you're not technically released all the way. You're getting a paycheck for three months to not wrestle. At most, yeah. To, to sometimes you only have thirty. Well, yeah, and I don't know how it works, and people should negotiate their contracts, but also. Yes. Also, yeah, why not just negotiate in your contract? Don't go there if you, that's a big deal for you. I think that would actually be nice. Not Three months of not getting paid after taking bumps? I guess so, but at the same time, you love this business. You want to still do it because it's something you love. And, you want and you're going to gonna do it. You just get three months to train yes. and recover. And hopefully, again, we will get to see, again, my big thing of all the people that got released. I'm really excited for Shane Strickland and Ty Valkyrie. Yeah, where's Ty? Is, isn't her time up? When is she? Yeah, her up? time is slowly getting up. In fact, she's going to have a wrestling match here in Atlanta for Ziggy Dice's Outlandish Paradise against uh, Thunder Rosa. Oh, you're going. Are you going? I would love to go if I could, but I don't think I will. But it will be streaming live on his Twitch, Ziggy Dice's Twitch. Why would you want to watch it stream? Go see it. Go live, Gino. That would be I so fun. I would love if I could. If I could, but yeah, I don't know if I'll be. Why can't you? Uh, self-actualization. Didn't you listen to EC3 earlier? I did, but again, money. I do need to get a job. So what's the progress on that before we go? What happened? 
I got sick this week. Again, Gino? I feel better. How you getting? I got sick. Felt a little sick. A little like upset stomach, a bit of migraine for like past couple of days. Feeling a little bit better now, but so I have been kind of dealing with that. So I did try to mask it the entire time on Monday. So <laughs> mask it. it well. What do you mean mask? Yeah, covering it? up, like pretend like everything was fine when I was kind of still ill. When you were talking to Kevin last night. Yep. Oh, okay. You held it hey, in. Last night was last night. God damn. You yeah, held you held it in, Gino. Everything. I'm so proud of you. You 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 covered it up. So you had time is a flat circle. And that's why you didn't finish raw. You weren't feeling well. Typically yeah. a healthy Gino would watch an entire raw. He wouldn't get the lazy. Three hours. Yeah, he wouldn't get lazy and say, Oh well, you know, it's kind of repetitive. I don't the feel Miz. good. Paris yeah, I can't believe you didn't even bring up the Miz pushing Maurice or bringing Maurice in front of the spear. That's a huge moment. Just because we're setting up for Beth and Maurice for some reason, just because we want to have the wives involved. Maybe. Maybe you're right. Maybe you're wrong. I mean, we already saw Maurice and Miz do that match at Mania with Cena and, and Nikki. Plus, it draws. Let's do it. Let's go all in. So, Gino, what's the job search before we head out? What do you got? You said you're looking for remote work. So, how about I will be actually like applying to remote work because I finally I was having issues by Indeed, but I found my email password the other day, so I will be starting to actually apply to Indeed again and make sure my resume looks as well as it did before. But why does and this take so long? Whole, like one month of Chipotle. <laughs> but but why does this take so long, Gino? That's what I think. Me and Nathan get confused by where it's like. You have to, like, hey, I found the password. Okay, I'll do something tomorrow. Like, you got to start doing stuff the same day. Like, I don't mean to keep yeah. being a motivational speaker to you, but, like, it just seems like, oh, I did one thing today. I'm done. My quota's been hit. Like, meanwhile, it's every day is I got to get up. I got to I gotta get ready. I got to get to work. I got to do work. I got to make this call. I got to do this. Like, every, you, you, like, if you counted up the amount of accomplishments you have in a day, it should be a large number. Like, it shouldn't just be, hey, I got that password figured out. I'll take care of that later. And I know that should be how I am. I should actually start doing it, like, the day of. But I just, again, wasn't feeling that great. So after I did figure that out, I was able to sign into Indeed. I was like, okay, I will take care of this once I'm feeling better. And I actually didn't go through the whole interview process. Thankfully, again, I'm feeling better. And I'm able to actually talk for hours so I could go through interviews and shit like at any but point i also i want to point out there's got to be some sort of a, a part of this and i and i maybe you'll acknowledge it but i think a lot of it might be a mental block where it is this is fun so this is easy this isn't a challenge you want to talk about wrestling you like talking about wrestling so hey i feel better now because i could talk about wrestling Ew, hey. twfs says tomorrow gino forgot his password you know do not forget that password keep it keep it handy cassidy thank you so much for the subscription my friend but like I'm saying, like it does seem like, like oh I don't feel well because of this. Like I've done the same thing. I don't want to go to school. I don't feel well. And then it's like okay, well we're gonna go do this after school. Well I'll feel good enough to do that. Like that's sounds I can I'll be okay. I can go. We can go to mini golf. To, yeah, that'll be fine. I'll feel better by then. It's like no, you can't go until you go to school. It's like oh, shit. Okay, well now I suddenly feel fine. I guess I'll just suffer through school if that means I get to do this afterwards. So I think there is a little bit of a block there where every time we talk, it's like there's an excuse, there's an I'm sick, there's a this. Like a lot of it does feel like all I want to do is talk about wrestling with people. Not even your real friends because you won't even tell us who your real friends are. But it, it definitely is like there's a little bit of a, a, a self-interest Split Master there. Sexy says, don't be like Sammy and rape that woman today, Gino. He just thought about it. He didn't actually do it. He just sat there staring oddly and th considered it. But then he didn't go through with it. But Gino, is it, do you think that any of that might be true? Maybe the next time you're not feeling well, just think, okay, this is mental. 
might be something like that. It might be some type of block where my body is, or at least my mind is projecting this idea that I'm not feeling well, even if partly it might be actual, but it might also be, again, my mind just presenting this sickness to be a negative thought process, to make my mind think negatively and not try. Because how are you getting but, sick if you're not going outside? Like, I, like you got to be getting exposed to these bacteria somehow. Right. And I do need, like, that more... I do try like to get back up and get out there, but yeah, I need to actually walk regularly again outside. Nathan said this. It didn't play the audio for some reason, but it said, Gino, I could get you a job tomorrow. There's always an excuse. I'm sick of dancing around the issue. You're 28 years old. Uh, he says the F word. I'll take it more easier on you. Get it together, bro. That's all we're saying, Gino, is I do think a lot of this, is, like we're all here for a reason. We're here to fix Gino. We're here to get him a career, get him a house, get him a wife, get him a pet. Like all of these things, didn't you want these things? I don't know entirely what I want that thing in life. I don't know if there's any real wants that I have besides just wrestling to communicate, (laughs) to watch wrestling. But you never had like a, well, what if you had to go get like your own place? Like what would you, because that's also the other thing is you don't know what you want out of life, but I think a lot of other people are forced to, like you, you have the benefit of being able to live with with parents, and and look, a lot of people have that benefit. And you should take advantage of it, but while you're doing that, you should be also saving money to set out on your own. Like, don't you ever want to be out on your own? Or is your scenario right now so? Is your scenario so fine? It's like, hey, there's no pressure on me to leave. I might as well stay. Malachi Black now. says, Gino, you cannot live in your mom's basement forever. Or maybe you can. Is that what you're telling us? Like, hey, maybe you could just stay there forever. Yeah, I'm not entirely certain because I do feel. To an extent, I am a more codependent person. Like, I do feel like I always need someone else. But, like, that's the issue. Is like, I don't know if I ever will. Because, again, last time I did go out on my own and with somebody and thought I could trust friends, I get kicked out. So, part of me, I guess, mentally, my mind is like, it's hard and you shouldn't trust people. But you sound like the least codependent. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of codependency right now. But I just mean like when we're, when you're doing what you want to do, it's not like you're hanging out with your mom or hanging out with anybody like right. Like this is what you like to do. I mean, we're all doing this remotely anyway. So I, I do think if you lived on your own, you spent all day out in the real world making money, making connections. And then when you come home, then it's fire up the TV, fire up Peacock, fire up the Xbox. Like that's your time that you've earned. And it feels so much better when you earn it. And even though you feel like there's codependency, a lot of it is just – Somebody else is fronting the bills right now. Somebody else is bringing the food in. Like at one point, there's going to be that day where it is like, okay, I don't have that anymore. What am I going to do? And how am I going to contribute? Where, like, who's going to be, who's going to look at me and say, I'm dependent on this person. And I think that's a huge, I think that's a valuable lesson that a lot of people don't really get anymore. Um, I, I like for me, like I was living with my mom until I was like 24 or five. And, you know, I was married. I moved to Texas and I moved in with her and we wanted a dog and it became, well, we don't want my, you know, my mom didn't want a dog. My stepdad didn't want the dog. So in order for us to keep the dog, we had to move out and that just became, okay, look, we're, we're adults, but we got it. We got a dog. We got jobs. Let's do it. Let's move out. We got our own place. And yeah, it is me and my wife. Like you're saying, you might be codependent, but you know, there's other people that, I mean, they don't have that option. I got a brother who, 
or a brother-in-law who lives on his own. He lives in like a 400 square foot studio apartment, but that's what he can afford. And he just plays VR. He's, he's in the metaverse all day in there. And that's what his thing is. He goes to work for 10 hours a day, gets home, plays video games by himself and just lives his life. And like, I, I don't know. I think it's valuable because eventually you are going to have to set out on your own. And I'm aware that I know like this won't be forever and I do need to like prepare and actually plan for it. And that's the thing is I just need to get myself again together, get out of my own head and just do it. Yeah, just do it. I mean, there's what's the worst that can happen? That's the other thing is I think that a lot of people put that up in their heads like, well, I can't do it because I'm going to fail. And th- like that's a natural worry and that's a natural fear. But what's the worst that can happen? And and it's I know I, I you know I, a lot of the stuff I actually do pull from wrestling. I remember watching the rise and fall of ECW, where at the end Paul Heyman talks about you can't have success without the fear of failure. And I obviously I watch this a lot because I have I mean I I have some of it memorized, but it, you can't have success without the fear of failure. Sometimes half the fun is failing. You know, picking yourself up, licking your wounds, you know, telling the world, okay, like here I am, like watch out. You know, I hear, I, you know, I'm, I'm ready to, to, I'm ready to go again, but this time I'm a little bit dangerous because I'm smarter, I'm stronger, and I'm trying not to get my ass kicked like I did yesterday. I think that's valuable is that taking an ass kicking or failing just builds on to how you can be successful or how you can be a stronger person. Does that make sense? That's EC3 logic right there. It does make a lot of sense. And I Poor kids are just as bright and just I... as talented as white kids. Hell yeah, we're on fire now. Hell yeah. And I do agree. Like that's something I do need just experience to just go through and be okay with failing. Yeah. You moved down. It didn't work out. You didn't get that job, uh, at what McDonald's or whatever, like, yep. you know, wh- whatever, it didn't work out. You had to move back home. Like instead of going back home and saying, I'm never going out again, it should Come on, catch the buzz, feel the sting. Oh, an easy spell from Nathan. Thank you so much, Nathan. Like there, there should be, an eagerness to still want to set on on your own and go live your own life. And it, there is, and I do need to just accept that I can do that and it should be fine. Even if it is just myself, I would, my whole, like then my issue I have to keep in mind is how I can still live within a reasonable distance from if I do work locally where I can actually live. Yeah. Cause, cause you were saying, difficult. you were saying the driving is a problem, right? Yeah, because I don't have a license or a vehicle, so I'd have to like do lifts. So it'd be difficult. Like I have to have enough money to both live for my own place and then also to take Lyft or Uber to work and back. Or a bike. Let's not rule out a bike, Gino, or walking. Yeah, that's yeah and I mean, there's you. You live in Marietta. I'm not sure if it would have something like this, but like downtown areas, you can get a, a, a loft or a studio apartment above a bunch of businesses, so you would just be able to go downstairs and work, and then go upstairs and and live. So there is always that option as well. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I just, I hear, you know, I think even, I think everyone who hears you, it's, there's always an excuse and there's always going to be an excuse. There's always going to be a reason why this is easier or why I shouldn't do this. And I think that's what holds a lot of people back is, yeah, I mean, it would be way easier to just stay home, but you know, there's always got, and I know you don't, and you mentioned something about your eyes. Can you legally not drive? I always have like this big issue with like, the sun and glaring and i think it's i'm near center of course i keep forgetting because i get spit a bit since i actually got my eyes it looks like both i gotta be honest when we look at your eyes through the glasses it looks like you're both yeah so like it's my vision is really kind of messed up i think you're nearsighted right yeah i think it is 
Because you got to wear them when you when like when you're looking at the computer, you have to wear those. Yep. Yeah, and they make. I think it's the nearsighted ones that if we get you at the right angle, the eyes look really big because it magnifies yep. them. So, yeah, and that that there you go. That's exactly it. Like where, you know, there's there's always going to be something that will hold you back. You know, maybe get some prescribed sunglasses. Now you're not going to get it immediately, but are you on anyone's health insurance? You can't be, huh? You're you're 28. Yeah, 28. Yep. Sadly, I'm not right now. So, and that's the so other yeah, thing. I can't really get anything done right now. And makes I've not been too sick where I have to go to the doctor. So I've been okay. Yes, yeah, so we you don't want to live that life. Thankfully, I'm not too yeah, sick. Yeah, not right now. Thankfully, I'm not too sick. But yes, thankfully, yeah. I'm not too sick where I have to like, pay these bills that I can't do. And they fuck me over also for the next year. What's the bus system like down there? How did you get to Chipotle? Uber. You would literally Uber to work every day? Yeah, and back. Well, sometimes I got like a ride from like family from but normally to it was uber lift yeah how many uh, how far how many miles was it like five i forget how far it was but it was about like how much about 12 dollars each rent jeez so dude each i would day. be getting a bike so hard like that's insane it was and i know it is like when you really think about it in the long term if i was living alone why don't you get myself. a license now then like why don't you just knock that out because i just Again, maybe just because of my natural idea of fear is I do fear if I get next. But if nothing matters, in my fault. If nothing matters, but because like, that's the other thing you always say that like if none of this matters, then what's there to be afraid of? Again, I just want my life to continue, even though I fear. Like I don't fear much besides death. That's it. It's just the idea of me no longer being here. So, but what does that have to do with like going to get a driver's license? It's just because, like, that, to me, feeling like having myself behind the wheel of said a vehicle does increase my possibility of dying. I always die. Do you think you're (laughs) – but do you think you're increasing your chances by staying inside all day, not getting sunlight, not having – like, not exercising, no diet? Like, it's just – I understand you're currently alive at the moment, but is the worry dying at any second or is the worry longevity? Like, what's the – which one is worse? That actually is a really good question, which oh, is worse. I do feel it's, again, death is the big worry I always do fear to an extent because I, we don't know what happens. And that is like the big thing is like the unknown but, is but, what's fearful. But I think what's even more fearful is wasting this time that we have right now. Like imagine if there is nothing afterwards. You spent this whole time not doing anything. And that's just, that's scarier than anything. Like at the end of it all, even if there's nothing, which I don't believe, I don't believe there's nothing. Like you can't spend this portion of your time just being worried about living. There should be like, like, and, and I don't know where it comes from. Um, but Malachi yeah. Black says that's one hundred and twenty dollars per week on Uber, twenty four dollars per day, five days, forty working week, not including weekends. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's bike money right there. You drop one twenty on a used bike. <laughs> that's that's the way to save that money immediately. Never take Ubers. Never take that many Ubers in one in one week. And like I know that was a lot of money you spent. At the same time, I don't know about a bike, but maybe like a motorized, like those motor scooters. No a bike. What's wrong with bikes? You don't like pedaling. Kind of, and also like just the idea. Like to me, another big issue is like because of how 
naturally big I am, I would sweat a lot. So I don't think the idea of me sweating before work would be the best idea. Get there early. Get there early. Hang out for an hour. Let the let the sweat settle. Take a sponge bath. And you're good to go, my friend. You're having my entire trench clothes so come to work like in different clothes, but somehow get dressed like in the bathroom in the actual work clothes. Yes. Why did you why did you say that like it was a joke? But that's what a lot of people do. <laughs> I did not know that's really what people do. That's the thing. A lot of people ride bikes to work. What do you mean? I don't know if they're like, I would assume like if they come to work like in their clothes while on the bike or like they do something. And I don't know the whole process. You can wear basketball shorts and a tank top, ride that bike to work, get in the employee bathroom, sponge bathe, put on your regular work clothes and get to work. It's not like an insane premise. I used to do that uh, when I worked at um, Art to Ink. It's something I did not think about. That's thing. life is different. And everything's different. And so even Kevin in the chat. Kevin in the chat. The bike is a commuter vehicle. Like, what do you think a bike is for? Exercise. That's it? Doesn't get you... Well, that's, that's always what I thought of a bike was. was like, so when you see, like, just dudes riding around on bikes outside, not wearing the, t- the skin-tight aerodynamic clothes, you're like, oh, those guys are just exercising. You don't think they're going anywhere? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but <laughs> Splitmaster Sexy says intermittent fasting is amazing. Why do you think when you go to like a like like a library they have a bike rack outside? Just for those people that want to exercise, they want to stop at a bike. <laughs> they want to get a <laughs> They're just mid exercise. I gotta exercise to the library, then exercise they have home. To get their mind they exercise the mind too. Yeah, oh that's a good point. You gotta exercise that brain. That's great, you know. What's the last book you read? Are you a reader at all? The last book I read, actually, since I found my actual hardcover copy of it was The Art of War by Sun Tzu. What? Come on. That should motivate you the fuck out of you, that basement. It should. And that's the I really enjoyed like, the book, reading it again. It was a good read. Yeah. Come on, Gino. We'll get you out of there. Yeah. like I, mean, I think the ultimate thing, I know that we went really long. I wanted to get out of here at midnight, but or 1 a.m. your time. I, I just think the ultimate thing, like, it is just... Uh, it is just weird. It's just strange to me to hear, like we, we we listen to all these wrestlers and we listen to their stories and we listen to how they 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 push through and they they go through adversity and they have problems but they still make it work. And I think it's happened to me. I mean, more than enough times where I can feel unbelievably down on myself, and then you just listen to some of the stories of people that actually have gone through some shit. And like, dude, like we haven't been through anything. Like we've been through damn near nothing. When you look, when you see, when you hear other people's stories, and maybe that's maybe that's another. Like you listen to wrestling podcasts. Sometimes you hear these stories of these guys who are trying to make the towns. And Jericho's first match, he got paid orange juice and a hot dog. Like you know, you you just do things to make it work. And I don't know. I think that being a wrestler, which is why Sami Zayn's so full of shit, where he's like, oh. Like uh, everything's given to you by the government or whatever he was trying to say. It's like, no, you have to earn your own keep. You got to get out there and get it yourself. Um, and yeah, I just, that's, that's why I think it's important that we take this time. Cause maybe if it's not like you, you said this to me, even if it only helps one person or we entertain one person, if this message doesn't help you, Gino, maybe it'll help somebody else. But I think that, yeah, I do think, I do think that it's important to try and live real life. And I do think that bikes are mainly used for commuting. 
that's something and I didn't really think about till this day for us having this discussion. So that has helped me be in my TWFS says Gino, let's order a pizza tonight. Yes, having said all of that, this is cheat night. We get one more night before we have to lose fifty pounds in two months. Because that's the number you put out there. We're losing fifty pounds in two months. Peyton, Gino lives in Georgia, home of the best pizza. So uh Gino, what kind of pizza are you ordering tonight? This is our last night, well, I mean, so I'm right staying up late. Like, Again, I have no way of ordering pizza right now since, again, I'm trying to save money when I can. But normally my pizza, since I do kind of go like kind of cheaper, is like two toppings, nice jalapeno and pineapple. So you have hot, sweet, and spicy. From where? Where do you get it from? Normally like Marco's or... uh, Hell yeah. Marco's is great. Good call on that. I'm I'm actually a Marco's boy. I'm surprised you said that. Where I move, though, no Marco's within a delivery radius. I got to pick it up on the way home from... From my son's school. That's the only time I get Marcos. Otherwise, it's Pizza Hut. And I used to hate Pizza Hut, but now, Pizza Hut fucking rules, dude. I'm in it. Me and Craig Robinson have figured it out. We've cracked the code on pizza, and I'm getting triple treat boxes left and right. Although I don't like the cinnamon rolls. Who wants that? After eating all this bready pizza and breadsticks, why do I want more bread? And I don't know why they would want to go with cinnamon rolls, especially like it's not Cinnabon, so it's just like their own, like, Kind of, I guess, frozen shit. So it's like Cinnabon's frozen too. I mean, all that shit. Malachi Black says, "Gino, I'm finding plenty of jobs you can do, and I live in another country." Yeah, look, he's in another country. And what are you saving up for? You said you're saving money. What are you, are you saving to make sure Kevin and I watch NXT tomorrow night? Probably not that, but I'm trying to like <laughs> again. What I'm saving up for mostly, at least trying to save up every now and again, is uh, hopefully to even though again this would be a lot of money that I'd be wasting, and it's difficult because of how it's always constantly being sold out is possibly an xbox series x or even just an s just so i have a next gen system why do you what do you need a next gen for just because you and i yes, are di- you're learning a lot of different things you and i are different people huh yes we talked about all this getting your life together and getting out moving on yes. becoming your own man and you want an xbox just because yes you already I have an Xbox, wants. don't you? I have a one, yes, what's not wrong? a series. Though. What's wrong so with I a don't one? Have this next gen system. But what's the difference? Well, it's again they do consider it like next gen, but also what they do with like their games and what games are being done now is some games and modes are only like to the next gen systems. So like some stuff like me and Kevin were trying to play Battlefield twenty forty two, and we can't because he has the it's a next gen basically. Right. And the next gen, like PS4, Xbox Series X slash S, and PC are only able to play together, and Xbox One and PS4 are only playing together. So PS5 and all those next gens are able to have one whole group, and then they have so you Xbox. Not, so you not being able to play with Kevin in a, in a game, in one game mode, is enough to spend 500 or $600? Well, it's not 500 I think the Series S is like 200 300 so that's I don't mind like the idea of that, and it also be a little portable thing, so it'd be a little bit easier to move with. Move with where? Where are you going? Who knows where anything could happen in the future? <laughs> they get planning for the future. If I do, <laughs> do you have to rebuy the? Have this green screen? I have to move this chair. I have to move a lot of stuff. Do you have to rebuy the game? No, uh, thankfully, because this uh, friend of mine and I who do game share, we get those like $70 versions of the games. So you get both the oh, someone current gets the gen disc. and next gen. Oh, your gen and next gen. Okay. Yes. So Xbox One and the series versions. Next to Smart Delivery, I think is what they call it. So what's your favorite? So 
the video game is 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 first. Once we get that Series X, then we'll probably yes. think about getting a car. Like that'll be the next thing. Yes, or just my own, yeah, a car or a easier way of transportation. Ooh, a bike, car, bike, motorized scooter, or something like that. Moped. Yeah, moped it up, dude. Like that's way less dangerous than a car, huh? Yes, I would think so. <laughs> You're just out I in the open. You get hit by anything, it's just gonna hit you. Yes, but they would be the profit, and I would not be the fault. Are you too far to walk from any jobs? Are you are you that far from something? I am. I can. I don't mind sharing my address with you privately. No, no, no. Exactly. You don't have to do that. You just tell me because then I feel you like see, I. Yeah, my yeah. place right now, I am not close to anywhere that I know of. Like if you did, that, I, that is open or hiring right now that I know. Dude, everywhere is hiring. There's no place right now, especially. <laughs> I don't know if I could. I don't know if I could easily walk to. A place where I wouldn't be drenched in sweat. Yeah, but even if you're drenched in sweat, that's just what you got to do to make that money, dude. Like I, that's that's what I'm saying. I know sweat's an inconvenient. I'm a big guy too. I sweat a lot, but if I need that money, I need that money. I do need like just get into that better. Mindset. Work at the gym. I told you, you could be sweaty at the gym. No one will say shit. They'll be like, they'll walk in like, yeah, I've been working out. Thanks for showing up, you motherfuckers. Scan your key card and get the fuck in there. Like, you can say that at the gym. It's okay. It's toxic masculinity. I could look into possibly working at a gym if I would be able to be hired. So again, I'll apply to wherever I can. Can you make money playing Xbox? Is there a way to do that? Streaming, possibly. Again, if I do really well with streaming and possibly like grow a fourth view there, I guess I could. So make some form of money that way. It just seems so hard to get into streaming like this late in the game. Because yeah, it's so many people doing it at the same time. Yeah. Like like I don't know how stuff. guys like Ninja are that popular. Like I don't I don't get it. They gotta be doing something else while they're playing, right? Like they're being entertaining or being funny. It can't just be I play a game. Can it? Yes, and also just them being good at that skill of the games that they play and showcase. Like, if you want to watch somebody play Battlefield really good, then you watch them stream it instead of just playing it yourself, which I think is a weird thing that our culture does now is let's watch these people play. Because for me, it's like if I'm going to watch somebody stream, they better be entertaining or funny or their commentary needs to be what's good. Like, Penelope Ford, when we were watching her, we were clearly just watching a hot chick. Like, there was nothing about that that felt like we were watching somebody play a video game like on purpose. It was just, this chick's super hot. She's playing a video game. I can't look away. But it's not like she was explaining like, yeah, so the developers really spent a lot of time on these bushes. Like if you look, I actually did some research. No two bushes are the same. And when you talk to the the developers and you talk to the, the in-game designers, like if they were doing that kind of shit, I might be interested. But there's no way they're doing that, right? It's been also since you're bringing that up, I don't know if any game is ever really like that where no two bushes are the same because I would assume they still just copy the assets most of the time. Well, that's why you got to listen to my video game streams because I have all the deets. I know the video games that do that. So watch me on uh, twitch.tv slash realvleeties, Gino. I think we did it. I think we cured you. Every week we just keep chipping away. We just keep chipping away. At first it was, hey, is the room clean? And I think the room is still clean, right? room has moments where it goes ups and downs but i do keep up with it to the best of my how i do keep up because i do sometimes get lazy and then i have but what do you put it what do you put in there what do you put it in there that makes it dirty just trash what do you 
dynasty and then i have like the bags and shit all around so i do like keep up with that eventually and i am working on like i gotta keep up with that like every week i do like take care of that. every day what do you mean you, you when you bring mcdonald's down you finish the mcdonald's take the bag back up again i should be doing that and i'm going to I gotta get back into a habit of really just throwing it right out right away or that day yeah there you go yeah i just come on this isn't uh, again. This isn't. This is basic shit. Like I'm trying to think of what movie I can show you to get you to do this. Like there's, I don't know what to do because the fact that I, I, we gotta go. We can do this all night. You're a mystery, Gino. You're a puzzle. I'm gonna solve it one day, but that day is not gonna be today, right? And we got a lot more. We gotta get through together and make it happen. If it ever does happen. It's going to happen. Listen to you, you nihilist. It's gonna happen. Believe in something. Believe in yourself. Listen, that's difficult sometimes. No, I it's, believe in it's not. You need to just you need to get TikTok and just type in motivation, and you will not have this mindset. Like I, there's I've been watching these motivational TikToks for like three weeks now. Okay, I'm a changed man. You have something, Gino. You have something that was on Impulsive. That's uh, that's Kevin's favorite show, Impulsive. Let me see. Let me see if I can find it. TikTok. Let's just type in Impulsive impulsive uh was it drug addiction <laughs> not that you have that you know uh motivation but it was just a fucking kick-ass i don't know we're not gonna be able to find it i don't even know where i'm gonna look chino thank you so much for joining me tonight my friend this was amazing i think we covered ring of honor perfectly i give the show a b plus what about you i give it a a Hey, solid A. Got to give it to it. I think the main events would dropped it down to a dropped it a letter grade for me, but it's still a plus. I, I still enjoyed the show. Maybe it was fatigue. Like once I got to that main event, I realized, oh, this isn't what I want. I, I want, I don't want this. So want Bandito. I I didn't want that either. Like I wanted the Briscoes, and I got that. But then they were like, hey, you also want this, right? And I was like, no, I got what I wanted. You guys can keep that. Thank you so much, Chino. Have a good night. You as well, bro. There goes Sonic Chino on his way out. I. I know that we stayed way longer, but it's so fascinating to talk to him about this stuff. Like it just blows my mind. And I constantly like if it like whenever I'm asked, like, you know, who is Gino? Where did you find this guy? Why is he your co-host? It's I'm fascinated by him. Like that that mindset is so bizarre to me. And uh just just trying to get somebody to do something as basic as keeping the room tidy or filling out an application, like that stuff I just feel like is so so natural so natural in so many of us so it's just fascinating that's why that's why we stayed an extra 45 minutes to to get through that with our friends so have a good night everybody i'll be back tomorrow for the whole effing show immediately following dynamite uh we're gonna have an exciting night twfs says come clean my bedroom and kitchen and bathrooms i will take care of those kevin i don't know how to fix that sink issue though whenever you start describing that i get really worried about you i get really worried about your neighbors and I get really worried about uh, just nature. What's happening in that sink? We need to find out. One time my aunt tried to flush lasagna down the sink like it was this much. And that doesn't flush well. It's not That's not something the garbage disposal just evaporates. It's noodles. They'll get bigger as they get soaked with more and more water. So an interesting time. Interesting time in all of our lives. But everybody, I'll see you tomorrow. Have a great night, everybody. And uh, until the next time, we have stopped streaming. Close that up. Malachi Black says, Gino, once you're finished with your room, come and clean my house. I'm tired from work. <laughs> and even though we're not live anymore, that still plays because he put it in the chat. 
Thank you so much for downloading this episode of Ladies. I know it was long. I know that the the topic got lost. The thread got lost if you made it this far. I appreciate you being a listener and a subscriber. It's always fun to have you all here. Uh, Leave a review. I like the reviews. I know there's not a ton on iTunes. So even if you're listening on a different pod reader, go on Apple, uh, Apple Podcasts and just write a review. Just say, it's good. Just put that in there. Give it five stars. I'd appreciate that. Uh, And until the day that I'm dead. No, I'm just kidding. I'll see you guys tomorrow.